You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. In the future, the very near future, I will finally have to knock off the Watchmen from my list of shame. This is Jesse. In the future, your oddly specific fairy godmother will bring you a grocery bag of tech when you place a lost tooth on your pillow. This is Melanie. And in the future, we will have nanotechnology built into our clothes. So anytime you go to see a movie or a band or get something signed, just, you know, change your shirt to be a fan of wherever you are, whoever you're with, wherever you're going. Welcome to the Grolix Podcast. This is episode 29. We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to do our poll list pick, of course, which this this month it was uh, JSA, the Golden Age, so we'll discuss that a bit. And then we have, like, there's been a ton of stuff going on, so we have a whole bunch of other topics to talk about as well. Mm-hmm. We have to react at the news. We do. We have to react at the news. Uh, this This... This will go up. We're recording this a week and a day before it goes online. Um, so I'm sure everybody will have heard everything, but this is big news. So I think it's worth putting our, our, our thoughts on it down in stone. Yeah. Our memorial. Yep. Digital stone. Digital stone. <laughs> <laughs> digital stone. You have digital stonewashed jeans if, uh, uh, Mel's future prediction is. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, you will. And and they won't make any noise when you flex your butt cheeks. Think- <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> we're like the only episode. We're like the only podcast that can be about one minute in doing callbacks to earlier things. <laughs> to the pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> to the pre-show. <laughs> Nobody will even know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess. How's everybody doing? I'm Greetings. Good. Good. Salutations. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm not sure where to start, so we're just going to start reacting at things. <gasps> okay. Oh, man. <laughs> when did that happen? What? <laughs> <laughs> um. First, let's talk about... I'm really not sure the best place to start. Let's talk about podcasts first. Let's let Let's get that out of the way before we uh, actually get house, to... Housekeeping. Good idea. Yeah. We'll do some housekeeping. First off, I want to talk about the Electronic Media Collective podcast network for a second i was second guessing myself (laughs) (laughs) do you think it was a coalition i i did (laughs) man that was fun okay well speaking of uh so jesse and i were on a recent episode of the technology geek with brandon lapani uh we were on that we were we were guests of his again we took over the show um partly not our fault partly because of the internet (laughs) yeah uh it was actually, yeah, that's true. His internet was spotty, so there were parts where me and Jesse literally took over the show. I don't feel too, I mean, I never really feel bad about our appearances on that show. It's always a good time, but I, sometimes I, I worry that we sidetrack his, like, format too much. But this episode, we actually did, like, an hour of tech headlines and stuff. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then another hour and an hour and 20 minutes of, of nerd stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we didn't really sidetrack his format. We just pushed it into Grolic, Grolic's podcast length running time. Yeah, Grolic's Overdrive. Yep. I like it. <laughs> Grolic's Overdrive. Yeah. That's a thing that we just made up. Get your Overdrive on. <laughs> get, get your Grolic's Overdrive on. <laughs> so if you feel like kicking it into overdrive, uh, go check out the technologygeek.org or you can also listen to it on electronicmediacollective.com. Um, but yeah, that's fun. That's a what? That's gotta be like our fourth, fifth appearance on a show. Oh yeah. I don't know. Cause we've had solo appearances where we've, mm-hmm. they weren't really solo either. <laughs> Usually so. it starts as a solo appearance and then one of the other one of us. Uh, either Jesse or myself uh, appears, materializes somehow on the show. Yeah, we need to throw we need to throw him for a loop and have Melanie call in at one point. Uh. <laughs> he oh, wouldn't know what to do. I'll have Melanie call in under my Google account, so it just rings in as me while you're on there. <laughs> yeah, well, no, while Jesse's on there. Oh, uh, okay. So he'll think I'm calling in, but it'll be you. Yep. And then you have to pretend you're me. Okay. He's going to be totally surprised after he hears this on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not good to make... of, We've kind of shown our hand right now. Sometimes I forget that we're doing this for other people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the charm of this show. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was awesome. Other things, other network-related things, because... WrestleMania? WrestleMania. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, right. So, a good way to, to say it, yeah. Since it has been WrestleMania. Uh, so, obviously, we're on this podcast network. I think last episode, last Grolix podcast episode, we had, we had, were talking about Pro Wrestling Iowa, was a new podcast on the network. Mm-hmm. They yep. covered, believe it or not, pro wrestling topics. <laughs> since then, we've been joined by another pro wrestling themed uh, podcast called Marked Out Wrestling Podcast and fantastic show huge panel of like hosts and co-hosts and stuff yeah um, and they've got their their format down it's pretty rad really well produced yeah yeah very well produced they have a more radio talk show feel not like annoying morning radio like hey hey you know but it's it's got a uh, production more akin to that than like some podcasts mm-hmm. do um, they have sound buttons yeah <laughs> yeah and they use them well too i love it like they'll give each other points or whatever for uh their talking points and then they'll use little sound effects to denote those points it's pretty fun awesome you can find them on twitter at smart mark show the other podcast this one th- these guys just joined this week um is shotgun wrestling radio mm-hmm. they have a lot of interviews i've noticed that's uh it's not always interviews, but they do a lot of interviews. I guess pro wrestling, they all do interviews. Yeah, they do. Yeah. These wrestling shows got their interview game on lockdown. <laughs> totally. Totally. They really well, do, which is cool. You know, one of the biggest parts of wrestling is the interview. It's like, yeah, the promo. That's up. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's only fitting. So, yeah, they just joined, and that's exciting. On Twitter, they're at Shotgun Radio 1. Check them out as well if you like wrestling. Yep. If you want to listen to something else... <laughs> <laughs> we've got that too yeah we do uh we also have a new uh movie themed podcast joining the network 1980s movie graveyard where they talk about pro wrestling no they, they, <laughs> <laughs> they talk no, actually it does come up sometime but they're old school you know they're they're they i've noticed they talk about wwf 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's old school. If I were to talk about wrestling, that's what I would talk about. Yeah, yeah. Every episode they discuss a kind of a random 1980s movie. I don't know if every episode they do this, but it seems like a commentary track type format where they'll talk a little bit. They'll, they got their movie synced up. They'll start it and then they'll continue the podcast and they do talk about other things enough. Like the conversation drifts naturally enough. It sounds like, you know, it's like any other podcast, but they do reference stuff going on in the movie as well. So it's kind of a commentary format. I like that. So like, for example, the one that they're, uh, most recent episode was about uh, as of this recording was the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. Mm-hmm. Dolph Lundgren, and, we were yeah. talking about him just last night. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh look, it's that guy that's a bad guy and stuff in the eighties. <laughs> Sometimes he's a good guy. Sometimes and he's they, the Punisher. Yeah, yeah. And their show notes say that they uh, they have side conversations about uh, Slowhand, Civil War, WWE, Dixie Carter. Uh, pistol whipped, import Blu-rays, and and more and more and more. So, so check them out as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's I, I think it's a fun premise, and I'm really interested to to give it a listen. Mm-hmm. I was going to do that today, and we just had too many Memorial Day weekend things happening today. So yeah, I'm going to make time though. Yeah, that's when we're recording this. Obviously, it's Sunday. Tomorrow is Memorial Day, so this is Memorial Day weekend, and People are out doing things. Except me. I'm in the apartment. Me too. Keeping it chill in the air conditioning. Randy likes to swim. It feels like swimming. <laughs> without the water. It's just refreshing. It's refreshment for your skin. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know how you feel about it. And and honestly, there's a couple other... This is jumping back slightly. There's there's I've got, a, I've got my eyeball on a couple other podcasts too. But I can't... I don't want to overdo it. I can't just like start pulling them all in and like overwork overwork myself and you know but i've got my eyeballs on a couple other shows too that the eyeballing people i have been eyeballing (laughs) like i said in the pre-show i've been scouting yep so what else in the uh collective news fat boy and captain llama just released a 50th episode that was like a three-parter they kind of air out their their feelings about how uh, Australia is not a third world country now. <laughs> I think at least two of the three parts uh, they call you out. Did I, did I say Australia was a third world country? You, yes, you uh, did. basically. Uh, was I drunk? I don't remember. Actually, you might have been. I don't remember which episode it was. But no, you were talking about they don't get they don't they don't get the same movies we do, or they don't get. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the big blockbuster movies, you're like, well, they don't, they don't get whatever, you know, half the movies we get when that's not true. In fact, it seems like a lot of other countries get our big blockbuster movies before we do anymore. Yeah, but. Including Australia. Well, Civil War, they did. They did. Oh, like a week, like 10 days before we got it. Yeah. No, I, well, I don't, I don't know of the conversation, but it would make sense that they would get the big blockbuster ones, but not the good ones. What good ones? Which good ones are you talking about? You're making it worse. I don't think they they joked about it, but I don't think they appreciated it. Oh, well, well, who likes to be called a third world country? Really, I, I didn't really call mean to call them a third world country. Australia's great. I've been there. It's awesome. I'd go back a billion times if I had money, but oh, I don't. You have been there, huh? One of, I had the the most fantastic shake I've ever had in my life in Australia, and I I crave it all the time. See, we're bridging borders. And I I got to watch a frog race. That was fun too. And they have kiwi and macadamia nuts. Oh wait. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and did you reduce? Well, and and I was I told I told uh, 
I told Will on Twitter, we won't get into what his Twitter handle is. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get it wrong. Yeah, we'll do. But I was, I was telling uh, him, I was like, well, she could also kind of be confused because at one point I showed you that documentary about the the Ozploitation movies. The mm-hmm. like, I think it started in the '60s or '70s. I'm pretty sure the '70s. All the like Australian produced explo- uh, exploitation movies and stuff. Yeah, it's like maybe she's getting mixed up with the weird distribution movie distribution stuff that used to go on back then. But I don't even... <laughs> you don't even know. It's, she doesn't remember. It doesn't I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, that sock monkey has been sketched, etched into her brain. Oh yeah, I'm never going to share my fears on the internet ever again. You guys are all bad words. I debated talking about Hooplecast, but I don't know. Maybe I don't want to. Who? Well, yeah, I put that on my list, but I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that. Okay, so I'll talk about Hooplecast a little bit. Uh, So I was also on another podcast. I'm not sure that... I don't know that it's been released yet. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, it varies. He he does a lot of editing on the show. But Hooplecast, it's about Deadwood, HBO series Deadwood. Uh, Mm -hmm. Every episode, they watch an episode of the show and then talk about it and they're pretty thorough so i was a guest on the show they're up to season three which is the last season that that deadwood had i've listened through all their episodes so far i had signed up to be a guest on the show like a month two months ago month and a half ago Mm -hmm. um and i was finally on the show Mm -hmm. and it was not a fun experience for me no no now i i i i want to you know clarify it's not because it's not their fault the ep- I think their episode's going to be fine. Like, luckily, at least I didn't like ruin their episode. It's just they might as well have not had a guest, and it's not their fault. It's just it was definitely fell fell into a social anxiety issue, mm-hmm. and I was excited about it. But as it, as it got near, I was super nervous about it. Oh yeah, and, which you know, and Melanie, you should know, I yeah. said like ten hundred times that day. I was like, I'm super nervous. Yeah. Um, so it was not a great experience. I'm, I'm in there a little bit. You hear me at the beginning. Um, never mentioned Nebraska to anyone from anywhere else in the world. (laughs) Just don't do it. And then after that, you don't hardly hear me at all for over two hours. And there's a lot of times part of it was kind of a social anxiety problem going on, which I haven't really ran into that hard while podcasting, but that was much more outside of my comfort zone than usual. Mm-hmm. Right. Even like the very few, I want to say there's like one Grawlix interview episode I did where it was like one-on-one me with uh, another person that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple times like that with EMG radio, but even those weren't as bad because I can get on there and, you know, the focus is on the other person and you sure. engage a conversation. Their format is much more like um, there's four Four hosts, four, nor- four regulars, I guess you could say, on their show. And they basically break the sh- episode down scene by scene and talk about it and what they like and this and that. And so it's kind of a panel, like a very analytical panel style. And mm. I did not, I just didn't, I was not prepared for it. As much as I've listened to the show, I was not ready for it. And then I just froze up. And most of the time I was just like, even if I had something to say, I just didn't say it. So. Mm-hmm. It was a bad scene. <laughs> Did you know which episode you were going to do beforehand? Oh, yeah. I watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to because then I had to make sure I was on the right episode, you know. But That sucks because you really, really like Deadwood, too. 
You've watched it in our, and during our relationship. You've watched it like at least I want to say three times all the way through. Um, yeah, for for a bunch of this, this was my third because I I had started another watch through mm-hmm. and tweeted about it, and then I want and the host at one like this during the season first season had replied to it or favorited it or something like that, and I was like, mm-hmm. Hoople cast, what's this? So that's how I discovered their show in the first place. But like, I didn't get it. I've been to Deadwood, yeah, and I didn't get it. Like, I didn't bring it up, or uh, that would have been more of during the intro. Like where they introduced me, and I just didn't get a chance to bring that up. Um, like I ate at the gym saloon. Oh, <laughs> I I watched their the the weird uh Wild Bill Hickok Jack McCall reenactment they do. That's kind of inappropriate, given mm. it's about a murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just you know I didn't get a chance to talk about that, so that kind of bummed me out. And yeah, yeah, it was not good. It was obvious they they <laughs> there were a couple cracks made. And it's fair of them to do so. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty bummed about it for several days. But then, you know, you, me and Jesse go on Brandon's show and I talk as much, if not more, than Brandon did most of the time. And it's Brandon's <laughs> show. Yeah. And I know it's a totally different situation. It's different format. And it's Brandon and Jesse there. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know. I yeah, know. I think format makes a huge difference. Yeah, I'm not good at that. And And actually, like, I'm not good at that kind of analytical. I mean, it's not like they're getting into this the super science of things but i'm not that good at <laughs> analytical review and going bit by bit and if you listen to the grolix podcast at all you know this i think it's harder i mean i don't like to to jump in anyway like i i mean i like the interviews but i kind of hate it too because sometimes i have stuff to say but i don't want to jump over anybody else yeah. you know and it's not like i didn't have an opportunity to jump in the pacing of their like the actual pacing when they record the show is actually a lot different than their pacing of the finished product. Um, mm-hmm. The host, the host Matt, puts a lot of editing into it, so there were a lot of openings. But then after a certain point, you know, you get stuck in your head and you're just like, can't do it. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty awkward, very disappointing. So go listen to my guest appearance on Hooplecast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they do a pretty good show. I should have stayed away from it. Well, don't let it scare you off of doing things in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, man, I'm glad when Brandon was like, Hey, you and Jesse want to be on this on, you know, be on technology geek Friday. I was actually pretty glad I was, I jumped on it real quick. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Cause I was like, I got to get on something. <laughs> and it needed a well. win. He needed a, he needed one in the W column. And if you, and this isn't necessarily intentional, but if you listen to the episode that me and Jesse were on of Technology Geek, as soon as Brandon starts, after he gets just barely past his intro, I explode with all kinds of nonsense on him yeah. right out of the gate. Like we just sidetracked that, his show real hard from the beginning. But I think part of it was like, I'm going to talk. I'm going to do stuff. What, what's going on? Here we go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. You had something to prove to yourself. <laughs> I did. You did it. Good job, baby. And I proved it all over Brandon's show. <laughs> but, but I also knew like, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so you I know can, those guys. You can sit and eat pizza Jesse. and have a gaggle of girls at your house and still do it. Yeah. There were three children running wild, having a party out here while I was Girl recording party. that. I didn't know how many children were out here. Yeah. But you brought, yeah, Melanie brought children home while we were recording that episode with Brandon. 
And I heard, I heard all the giggles and stuff. And I was like, how many, usually it's one child out here. How many kids are out there? <laughs> Only three, but they still managed to leave debris and break stuff. They did. Yeah. <sighs> one point, Melanie comes down. Could you turn down the TV a bit? It's a party. <laughs> yeah yeah yep. well wow. party's over folks <laughs> yeah it was pretty wild now it's a sit there quietly watch your show quietly <laughs> which is not the same as a party nope this is the on party <laughs> this is a watch your show show so moving on let's react to some news let's get to some okay. comic book stuff unless do we have any other non-comic related things to talk about uh, do we want to talk about the Kickstarter now? That's sort of comic related. Oh, yeah, there. let's do that, yeah. So I don't know what episode it was, but we reviewed uh, Vince Dorse's Untold Tales of Bigfoot, and uh, he has a Kickstarter going right now, and it's awesome. Back when we used to talk about webcomics, yeah. we haven't done it for a while. Man, those were the days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to find out which episode that is because I would like to refer people back to our discussion of it. But and all the web comics that that I've read in conjunction with the show and that we recommended um have been great. But this has been one, this is this was one of my favorite. Um this was back in episode 3, episode of Mouse three. and Swamp Men. Episode 3. Wow. Yeah. Way okay. back. So it was basically the second webcomic uh that we reviewed. Yeah. Or second episode of webcomic reviews. It's fantastic. His art is a fantastic. The story was great. Um you can go back and listen to that episode for our full like ramblings about it. Episode three. Wow. It it's, might be kind of rough. <laughs> it's basically us just gushing about how much we like it. So uh which which really I don't know if we reviewed it now, would that be any different? No, not at all. We, uh, we, we, we like it. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's worth your look. It's worth your time. And I can't, I can't wait to see it in print. I think we said that at the time, like we'd love to see this in print while it's happening. Yeah. No, that was definitely one of the things. It's like, I can't like, this needs to be a book and he's doing a Kickstarter right now and people, well, you got to get on it. Yeah. Let's all give him money so we can I'm, have our I'm book. All, I'm already on it. I'm a I'm a naturalist. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a I'm one of those one of those guys. Jesse's already backed it. This would be a beautiful book because the art is great. Oh, Melanie doesn't remember. You don't remember anything. I don't remember anything. I know. I'm She's sorry. like, what book? And I was like, Bigfoot. Well, was that the one? How many Bigfoot things have we read? <laughs> he's got the dog uh, named Scout, and he says, "Sweet baby corn." Yeah. Nothing. Not, no. Nope. <laughs> well, you need the you need the book then. Yeah. See, yeah, I I need to remember things, and they, I have to have something physically there to hit me in the face with, yep. or I won't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, if this book gets backed, we're gonna get a copy, and Melanie's gonna hit herself in the face with it. Yep. No, we <laughs> we wanted to give the Kickstarter a shout out because, like, I I noticed I noticed a tweet he had sent out, and I was like, oh, really? You know, so I I started kind of spreading it around because um I'm. I'm surprised. Now, this is going to sound underhanded. I don't mean it this way. I'm surprised it's taken so long to get it to a book because it needs to be one. So, and because it's so great that it should have already accomplished that. Is all. That's just cool. that's just showing the level of of admiration that you have. That's all. Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, Daredevil season one happens, and you're like, "Well, when's season two going to happen?" 
when's it going to happen? Exactly. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I, I feel weird saying it that way. Cause I'm like, well, what are you dragging your feet on this book? <laughs> <laughs> this, beauti- this beautiful, immaculately rendered artwork that you do. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was like, oh man, this is, this is great. So uh, there's no way it's not going to get funded. It's, it's too uh, good. it's already at. Five thousand one hundred thirty-one out of an eight thousand dollar goal, and there's still twenty-four days as of this recording. Oh, so. nice! Hey there, listener. This is Randy from the future. Uh, so I'm recording this little update the day before this episode goes up, which is one week after we recorded it. Not only is the Untold Tales of Bigfoot Kickstarter up to about six and a half thousand out of its eight thousand dollar goal. But, and this is the reason I I felt the need to jump in here, today I recorded an interview with Untold Tales of Bigfoot creator Vince Dorse. That will be up Wednesday, this Wednesday. When that goes up, there will be 15 days left in his Kickstarter campaign. It was a fantastic interview. Vince is the nicest guy. Be sure to check that out. It'll be in your feed just two days after this episode goes up into your feed. So. Just wanted to let you know that interview episode with the creator who we are justifiably gushing over in this little segment. That's it for now. I return you back to the Randy, Melanie, and Jesse of the past. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, there's plenty of time to get on board. This thing's totally going to happen. Uh, and so, yeah, listeners, if you're interested, you should check out the Kickstarter you should uh, think about backing it. There's all sorts of levels that you can do that at. And, uh, yeah. But don't wait too long, because as of this recording, will be roughly seven or eight days before this episode actually goes up. Right. Yeah. And, you, and, and you know he's going to get funded, so you want to give a lot so you can get extra cool stuff. The stretch goals are awesome. I like seeing when those pro- – yeah, I like seeing the projects that get funded and then, like, go on to blow it away, and they offer all kinds of awesome stretch goals. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite webcomics that we've talked about on the show, period. Like, we've talked a lot about a lot of good ones, and this is one of my favorites. It's a getcha. You love that dog? Yeah. yeah. Bigfoot? Yeah. <laughs> Mel's <is> like, yep. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. I can attest. <laughs> I'm Melanie, and this, this webcomic made an impression on me. <laughs> <laughs> well. We've read a lot of stuff, and you've crammed a lot of comics since then. So, I don't blame I, you. I read a graphic novel in two and a half hours. <laughs> we'll get to that as, in a as, as, as we will hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's fresh in your mind. Okay, let's let's hit this one real quick because I think we can blow through it fairly quick. Comixology Unlimited. Uh, Comixology, which is, you know, owned by Amazon now, they launched a service kind of like the Marvel Unlimited service. Basically, um, was it $6.99 or $5.99 a month? Yeah, it's right around $6, yeah. And you get an access to certain titles in their digital comics library. So, and th- their goal is kind of like to be the Netflix of comic books. Right. At least I heard that say some said somewhere. And, and really their main push and, and the, they've even said their main push was to like make it more accessible for more people, try to bring more readers into comics that aren't currently comic book readers. Mm-hmm. So they right. want to make it accessible, make it, uh, and affordable. So it's not like a big, like, I can't drop a bunch of money on this weird medium that I'm not into, you know, six bucks and they can read, I think they said thousands and thousands of titles. Mm -hmm. So I tried it. It's a 30 day, there was a 30 day free trial. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. 
And there are a lot of good books in there. I think it's good for new readers, but I was disappointed. Me as well. Because, and, and now this is no, no Marvel stuff, no DC stuff. You don't got the big two. They have their own services like this. And I wouldn't care because I, most of the stuff I like is, uh, you know, independent anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's all, it's, it's pretty much all the other publishers. Right. You've got, you've got the big indies like, uh, image and dark horse and stuff like that, mm -hmm. right down to a lot of smaller, smaller indie, uh, publishers. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff and they're like, you know, saga and walking dead and, and invincible. Mm -hmm. And with those, well, those three come to mind because I was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was excited about. I was like, this sounds incredible. That price point sounds incredible and I can get caught up in all this other stuff. Exactly. That was my thought. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of flipping through. I was like, cool, this is cool. And I was like, well, what's this? Uh, oh, nail biter. I just kind of want to check it out. So, you know, it's um, good, by the way, it, it, I, and you know, it uses the comiXology app. If you're familiar with comiXology, it's, you know, it's the same exact thing. You're in comiXology. So it's just, you read it like you would any other digital comic in comiXology. But I was reading some nail biter and then I was like, okay, what else we got? And I was like, so I'll look at some, uh, like Walking Dead, because we've got some Walking Dead to read in the next month or so. Right. And then I was like, oh, it's only like the first two trades. Well, I've already read that. Yeah. So then I started looking around in Saga, and it's like, oh, it's only the first trade. I've already read that. And I looked around more, and it's, for the most part, like almost every series. I think there's a couple odd series that they have quite a bit of, but for the most part, it's only like the first one, maybe two trades. So Memo Comicsology, if you want to be the Netflix of comics, you have to do it like Netflix and have uh -huh. a whole series or a lion's share of a series there. Mm -hmm. Because that's what Netflix is for, binging. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah, and I was disappointed. And right there I was like, well, nope. This is Because I was like, six bucks a month, that is killer. Even if they don't have... A ton of series. I can get caught up on these key series, like you guys were saying. Yeah. But right there, I was like, oh, no, six bucks a month, not worth it. Cut, right. not worth it for me because I don't need, I don't need us, I don't need a taster, a taste tester for all these various series. And then once I get through that, be like, oh, what's the next one? Well, the next one's fourteen ninety nine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> never yeah, mind. That, yeah, yeah, that doesn't help. No. Yeah. So, but it's good for new readers. But yeah, then that's the goal. It's cheap. It's the cost of, well, now two DC Comics issues, but it's the cost of one to two floppies, you know, one to two yeah. single issues. You can get access to quite a lot. See, I'd pay more, though. You know, like I'd pay up to $10 a month if I could get more. And that's why I was surprised it was so cheap. I was like, first, you know, initial when we when I heard about it, that's too good of a deal. That's so cheap. Like, yeah. how can they like justify it? Where's but, the catch? <laughs> and the yeah, and the catch is if if you're into comics, it really is just a, a teaser. Yeah. You know, six bucks a month. Here you go. It's gonna lead you to buying more. Really, with as yeah. with with as many comics as we go through, if it was actually unlimited, I would be willing to pay way more. Like it'd be great. Thir like thirty dollars even. Yeah, it'd be for yeah for for as much as we go through comics. Mm -hmm. Good idea for new readers. Disappointing for long-term readers. It's I don't think it's for us. It's it's a great idea in theory. Like mm -hmm. well, as soon as I read that it was happening, I was excited. Mm -hmm. And then and then you you came back with the feedback, and I was like, oh. And Melanie was sitting there when I discovered 
the deal because I was yeah. reading, yeah, I was reading through some stuff and I started looking and I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll jump over and see what's happening in, you know, Walking Dead next. And then I was like, oh, but it makes sense because I was like, how can they, how is that a good deal for the publishers? If people can right. just read as, and it's not necessarily the service's fault for, for, you know, what my expectations versus what the reality was. But from what I read, my expectations were high. Mm-hmm. And the reality did not meet that. Well, I mean, if if enough people were using it, they'd, they'd make money off of it. Yeah, but... They'd be like, okay, we'll let you have access to this many of these, you know, titles for X amount of money. But, I mean, know? think about something like... Think about those long-term... And, and, and maybe the long-term series aren't even the ones that would benefit more. But thinking about think about the Kirkman series, Invincible... Mm-hmm. And Walking Dead that have been going for ten years plus, right? Um, where somebody could potentially binge through all that in a month or two months, you you don't even get six bucks for that. You get whatever tiny percentage trickles through after all the other publishers get a tiny percentage because that person also could have read all these other books. Mm-hmm. Versus, if somebody wants to binge through all your stuff, they have to pay ten, twelve, fifteen, seventeen bucks per book. For a series that's like 10, 11, 12 books long. Or I'm going to throw the obligatory thing out there because you're waiting for it. Humble Bundle. Oh, yeah. Those are great. <laughs> for your money. Humble Bundle. Those are great. And money goes to good places then, too. Yeah. I don't know. If it sounds cool to you, if, you, if, if you're not, if you just want to read, if you want to just get into it with like kind of an easy process into it, or if you just want to read a bunch of different stuff. For cheap, it's not a bad deal. Um, but if you want to like find a series and just like devour that thing, it's not great. It's exactly the opposite of everything I want because I want <laughs> I want to read all of I want something and I want it all. Well, I want to consume it. I want it to be completed, done in in my back of my brain where I can forget it to, because I will like swarm in like a, like a horde of locusts, lay waste to the landscape, and then move on to the next one. Exactly. Well, and yes. that's that. Oh, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I, it's kind of that completionist, like you want it all. Something, and see something like the Marvel Unlimited. I don't know what DC's got going on. Do they have? Some they type do, of they don't. That's the thing, and they're fools. Wow, they don't. Okay, but companies like that that have like Batman or something like that. Those are the companies where I wouldn't feel so like needing to have the whole series because there's you've got decades and decades of series like Batman. I'm never going to read 75, 76, 77 years worth of Batman. You might. Well, I've read, <laughs> I've read a lot, okay? How, how many years of Doctor Who did you go back and watch? Oh, that's different. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's different. There's generally only one series of Doctor Who going at a time. It's, you can make a decent point, though. My point is with long-running series like that, you can jump in and be like, well, this is a good arc. I'll read this. Mm-hmm. Or this is recommended. I'll just read this chunk. Or this creator did had a nice run. But stuff like like Saga, like a lot of those other like really fantastic ongoing serial stories, y- you want you want to be on board the whole time. Yeah. So, Invincible. I binged through Invincible. Like I just I was like, "Hey, why haven't I been reading this? This is amazing." And I devoured it all. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> why aren't you reading Invincible, everyone? I'm sorry. Because everyone. comicsology, that's why. That's true. Yeah, that's that's why. You can read the first Man, I hope they have at least two trades. I don't remember if it 
if that was one of the series that just had one. Because the first volume of Invincible's not bad. Mm-hmm. The second one will hook you. The first one's good. You're like, oh, this is fun. The second one, you're like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was weird. I liked it. <laughs> it got intense. It it did. Because <laughs> it does. Okay. Do we want to get into... I don't even know what to say about it, but uh, Jeff Johns being announced on uh, the DC Cinematic Universe. like, Oh, yeah. That news dropped where basically they are putting somebody in charge of the DC movies to course correct after Superman, Batman. Which, um, didn't I say it was going to suck? I think I did. What? <laughs> Batman, Superman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you don't have high hopes for anything. I do too. I have high hopes for lots of things. And maybe that's why you're so cynical. <laughs> Those hopes get bashed. No, I, when they were like, we're going to put Batman in there, I was excited. And they're like, and it's going to be Ben Affleck. And then from that point on. <laughs> yeah, but Ben Affleck isn't the problem. The issue kind of is. Yeah, you think that. They but... were building it off of. It's just Zack Snyder is a big problem. At least I see it that way. And apparently, so does Warner Brothers now. Yeah. Because him and I can't remember the producer's name, who was also involved with the Nolan trilogy, I think he's off of a lot of the upcoming projects where but as previously he was involved. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, so they're put they put Jeff Johns in there or He's one of the people. Um there was two people basically that they were throwing in charge and they're both like involved in the, also the DC TV universe. Like Jeff Johns mm-hmm. is big big involved in that. Is it Berlanti that's the other guy that's involved oh, yeah. in the yeah. TV? And I don't know if Berlanti is is just TV still or if they're throwing it to him too. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. There was a there was a I I should have better notes about this, but Essentially, there's big things in the works over at DC and Warner Brothers uh, to make to make it more fun in the cinematic universe to just to ch- just to change things up a little bit. And so it looks like uh, Zack Snyder, who we kind of assumed was going to be in charge of all these movies for a while, uh, looks like he's only slated now for the next what, part one of Justice League. Yeah, it was because he had started before the whole right the whole yeah, storm come down. Too too late to change, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, because that would just make it worse. Um, but also, uh, are they going to try to make it more accurate to comic book world? Like, you know, the superheroes aren't murdering people. I think that Jeff Johns would definitely help in that regard, depending on how much power they give him. I guess because be you know Jeff Johns is a comic book guy. Yeah, and. I don't even think Berlanti came from the world of comic books. I think he came he came into TV and bridged over to comic books a little bit that way. And Zack Snyder, who apparently was a painter and stuff, but he's not, he, he's not a comic book creator. Um, even if he's a reader, he's not a comic book guy. Obviously. So it's good that they actually can pull at least people who have from like the comic book side to kind of helm this thing a little bit. You know who they should have write all the comic book movies from now on? The writers from Futurama. Because <laughs> they would know how to do it right. They know how to stick with the freaking... That's not a, that's really that's definitely not who I was expecting you to go with, but sure. Well, and it wasn't uh, Jeff Johns. He was an executive producer on Batman v Superman, so you can't totally let him off the hook. No. But uh, now he is... DC chief, he's DC chief content officer 
And so now he's going to be uh, in charge of uh, DC films. Now he's going to be writing far fewer comic books. Oh, yeah. In he's fact, be uh, busy. I don't know if we'll talk about Rebirth, but they kind of said that that Rebirth issue, which was brilliant, uh, is going to be the last one for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like probably a long while. What? Don't I thought producers were just like money men. Um, it varies. There's different levels of producers, and it also varies. Some producers are very hands-on, but they're also kind of like bosses. So if the people they've chosen or the people under them, including the director and everybody else, don't put out a satisfactory product, mm-hmm. they're going to look at the producers as well, and they'll say, "Hey, you have to reshoot a bunch of scenes for Suicide Squad." Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is. I could make it better. I don't know. I obviously I don't know. Sounds like Squad, sounds but. like the early reviews are saying Suicide Squad is going to be good, but we'll see. I'm very curious about it. The problem is, once the scramble begins, things are going to just end up more of a mess too. Sometimes, right. maybe they'll course correct and it'll be good, or maybe they'll oversteer and end up in a ditch. Like it's just hard to say. Yeah, I'll have to wait until I see some any of it. No, I don't need to see the things that I've already decided on. I need to see something new, and then I'll know whether I like it or not. Like Batman v Superman. You haven't watched it yet. You can't make I don't decisions. need to. I don't need to. I know I don't like it. No, you can't. No, you can't have that. I, I, I knew I liked Deadpool from the very first commercial. So? And I was right. It was awesome. And I knew I didn't like that one, and I don't need to watch it because I've already heard from everyone else that it's you know flaming piece of boo. Why I really, I, I was really excited about Man of Steel, though. <laughs> I mean, like that one fooled me. All the commercials made Man of Steel look really great, and I didn't like it. I, did, I it's not great, that's for sure. But I did like Man of Steel. You like the noise the, of the of the world the, eating machine, the world, Superman versus dubstep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it sounds awesome. Oh, it's it's in Batman v Superman too. That noise. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. oh it sounded good. <laughs> Let the beast drop. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to watch the three-hour R-rated cut. One day. Oh, who isn't going to? I mean, like, even I'm going to watch that just because I'm like, how could you possibly put more in this movie? Now, I could be wrong, but the last I checked, which wasn't that long ago, there's still not, like, a DVD release date on that. Deadpool's out. On Oh, yeah. It was was less than a month later that thing was out. Deadpool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where's, Where's this? Where's, Where's Batman v Superman? I don't know. It's like they don't want money. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like they don't want money for this film. People are it's still going to buy the buy the discs or whatever. Yeah. They're going to watch it. They're going to on demand. You know, they'll still get it. Yeah, they'll they'll go and learn it. it. Made they'll money. they'll go rent it from Redbox and forget to turn it in ever, and then own it because they paid thirty dollars for it. <laughs> and you, you know, there's a huge portion of the internet that really likes it though too. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people that are think everyone who doesn't like it is insane. They're like, what's wrong with you? This is a great movie. I have those feelings about certain movies, but you might have it about this. I like Contact. Well, that movie's crap. It's not crap. It's 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 not the best movie in the world, but it's it's decent. It's good, and I like Waterworld too. Waterworld's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I think uh, we both just lost any review cred we had. <laughs> but I. I well, weird. like when you guys started talking about Constantine on Brandon's show, I was like, I kind of like that show. It wasn't as good as it should have been, but I liked it. I fell off of Constantine yeah. real quick. I like the character, but... Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that actor did well. 
Matt yeah. Hardy did well. But it's really hard. It's really hard to do a supernatural show that isn't like a campy, like Buffy, you know, like. Yeah. It, it's half humor and half. Well, I guess that was, it's kind of humorous, but not, you know, it's difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah. So now I don't think we'll, we won't really be talking about this, but I wanted to mention because you guys reminded me with Constantine. We were watching Preacher. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which Jesse hasn't got to watch yet or else we talk about it. Right. And there were several times where he lights up a cigarette and he's smoking a cigarette. No big deal. Whatever. He smokes. Mm-hmm. But it made me think of Constantine and how you couldn't show him smoking on the show. And with right. Constantine, like, as messed up as it is, smoking cigarettes is part of his character. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and for, I had that moment. It's just like, you know, AMC can get away with a lot. Probably not everything. I mean, we're not necessarily going to hit HBO levels of stuff. Mm-hmm. But thank God at least AMC picked this up and not some other weird network that couldn't have handled the source material. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of the thing with like Constantine. It's like, if you can't, if you can't handle the source material, don't do it. Right. Yeah. Or if you're going to have uh, Constantine give up cigarettes at the end of the movie, just don't make the movie because <laughs> you don't <laughs> understand the character. <laughs> right. Right. Reminds me of a meme or something that I saw with, uh, I forget her name off on, um, American horror story. And they're like, somebody give that woman an Oscar before she gets cancer because all of her characters smoke. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Lang? Is that her name? Something oh, like Jessica Lang. Was it her? Probably. Yeah, I think so. She's Yeah, she was smoking all the time. Well, she wasn't in that last season that I, well, we stopped watching it, I guess. So maybe she showed up at some point. Did we ever even finish the one? Not the hotel season. Okay. I have, I, I'm way behind. I got done. I like, I haven't watched since The Craft. Oh, <laughs> the craft! Well, <laughs> oh, I mean Coven. I mean <sighs> the craft. That was a that was a bad one. That was a bad season. I it wasn't that <sighs> it ended bad. It's not like well, you know, it was not a great season, but no. there had moments. There were moments. They were at the beginning of the season, and it was just a downhill decline till the finale. And I was like, thank God, the season's over. Yeah, it was. It was pretty disappointing. <laughs> it had a lot of promise. It had a lot of promise. Uh huh. And the, then it didn't deliver. <laughs> uh-uh. The freak show season was better. I mean, there were still there, there were was, still issues. There was like lingering issues from the previous season that carried over to Freak Show that I was like, "Don't do that! Stop it!" And they like, did eventually. This isn't Glee. Yeah, this isn't Glee. <laughs> this isn't Glee. Oh no. Yeah, what's the word for out of out of the time place? Uh, anachronistic. Oh yeah. There's a lot of anachronistic musical numbers yeah. in at least in the first yeah. half of that season for some reason. Okay, no, you don't even need to go that far. There's a lot of musical numbers. Jeez. <laughs> okay, good point. But it's not a bad season. Yeah. No, it's There's bad. a lot of good stuff in that season. It's but it's freak show, come on. Yeah. It Google is some gobble, cool Google things. Gobble, baby. Yeah, one of us. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man, DC Rebirth. Crazy. Okay, I do want to say something about DC Rebirth. So DC okay. Universe Rebirth number 1 came out. Has Mel read it? Mel has not read it. Nope. I <sighs> Was I supposed to? No. Well, I mean, you could have, but I don't. I, I was going to have you read it, but I was like, she hasn't read the poll list yet. I'm not going to put anything else in front of her. I don't. I'm. Yeah. I'm. But I'm, you should read it. You might find it interesting. I will have more time right now since it's summer, and my hours will be true extremely cut compared to what I was working. At, you know, like ten hours less than I had been working a day. A day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I don't want to get into. Biggest spoiler, I guess, but minor spoilers. 
Wally West was not my Flash because I was not a comics reader when I would have had a Flash. Right. So it was usually Barry Allen. We talked about that a little bit on Brandon's show. Because sure. I watched the er, the 90s, early 90s Flash, and that was Barry Allen. Or Barry Allen's dad. Or Jay Garrick. It depends how you look at it. Um, <laughs> so I didn't have that big of a connection with Wally West. I think the only thing I've read with that featured him in it for any length of time that I recall was The Return of Barry Allen. Oh, wow. In a couple episodes ago for the show. Jeff Johns did a incredible run on The Flash that uh, Wally West was involved in. So, ah. uh, the, I mean, like he's Wally was The Flash for a really long time, really. Well, DC Rebirth number one, that I think was one of the high points for sure. For that, I mean, I like the issue overall, but it made my eyeballs sweaty a little. <laughs> it was, Aww. yeah, it yeah, made my it eyes was, sweat. There were there were definite definite feels, and I am too old to say feels, but they were there. That's they how were strong there. They were, yeah, they they were anachronistic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it was I wasn't like bawling like a baby, but yeah, there's definitely feels there. I thought that was handled really well because, like, I my whole point with the lead up, you know, I don't have a big connection with Wally West, but man, they made made he made that work. Yeah, that oh was yeah, excellent. And that's Jeff Johns for you. Yes, he wrote that thing like a master. And now he's got to leave us to make movies not suck as bad. <laughs> yeah, which is which is worthy work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. There, sacrifices need to be made. I just don't know if I'm willing to make them. <laughs> I want I want more Jeff John books like that. And then, you know, it sets up the whole rebirth thing and it's crazy. There's crazy implications in this book. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I wonder how it's going to because it's not even just like it doesn't set up the new 52 as a separate thing. It sets it up as like in a way like it was it was almost meta. I kept reading it like this is meta. Like, okay, oh. this is this is DC uh, High Command basically admitting how bad they screwed up. Oh, real bad. Yeah, because they, you know, they stole a decade from from everybody, and and th- th- they stole relationships from everybody. Yeah, and, and that was one of the thing which became a big deal when um I can't remember the name, but do I need to leave the room? No, we're talking around stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But I mean that kind of became a thing with um uh the whole Batwoman thing where the creative team ended up leaving the book because editorial didn't want them to do the do like set up this marriage and then there's the whole thing tied with well is it because it's marriage or is it because it was a gay marriage and all this and DC's stance was well no no marriages you know married right. superheroes are boring or whatever and so that like this book there's definitely a a huge like Maybe maybe relationships can be interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, huge course correct in there. Maybe that's a huge mistake. There there are a lot of things that are like outright. I mean, super meta. It's outright telling the audience, we know, we know you like this, and we took it away. We're sorry. Yeah, and then you know, Watchmen. Watchmen. Not that Alan Moore really probably cares anymore, but. How kind of crappy is this recent DC thing in terms of like? Yeah, right. It's, it's oh yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he probably doesn't care because they've already opened the can of worms a few times. But mm-hmm. but it's just like 
salt on a scar, I guess. It's like, hey, yeah. What? Well, and and he also had like Swampy and and Constantine in that issue and everything too. So it's like, hey, let's just use all of Alan Moore's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about Constantine because he created Constantine. Yep. Oh man, no doubt. Because it's like, no, you can't do that with our characters. You make up your own. Oh, these are cool. <laughs> We're gonna play with your toys now. You can't have. Yeah. Them. Yeah. These exactly. Toys, these now these toys get to play with these other toys that we wouldn't let you play with. Right. Exactly. Do we want to talk about Captain America: Civil War? <sighs> I, I do. I do because I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. I ended up. I've seen it twice now. I'd say the second time, my overall ratings, I took it down maybe half a star. But it was still mm-hmm. good. Like I still enjoyed it. It's. I thought it was an enjoyable movie. I, I I almost feel like coming off of Avengers two helps it because I did not like Avengers two. I was very disappointed and worried right. because it had you know the issues everyone knows about that um, Whedon got upset about. You know you could tell there's meddling and it's setting a lot of stuff up that's like there's no reason for this to be here other than to like serve as a trailer for the next movie. Yeah. Um, and this movie, I mean, they do that a bit, but it felt more cohesive. It was, uh, I thought it was fun. The action sequences were fantastic. Even the super ridiculous ones where you've got, you've got all these guys running faster than cars. It was still mm-hmm. awesome. I loved that scene. Yeah. I questioned it, but yeah, you did question it, but I was like, well, well I, did I think too. we all did, but for some reason we still enjoyed it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what? Okay. I accept it. Let's, let's keep going. This is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we actually went to it, not not to totally derail this, but um, we went to X Men Apocalypse last night. Uh huh. And and all I'll say about it is basically the same thing that I had to say about uh, Batman v Superman, and that was that when there's too many characters and plot lines happen that don't make sense, it really messes up the flow of a film. And that was exactly not the problem with Civil War. Like, yeah. Everything made sense. Everybody had a purpose. Everyone had a reason. Like, I understood most of it. Like, I understood why someone's mad. And I'm, I understood when they got madder. And I understood when they uh, were fighting. And I understood when they stopped fighting. Like, everything made sense. Everybody had a purpose. And nobody felt like they really weren't all that important. I liked Spider-Man. And I, I liked Ant-Man even more. But they, it felt a little bit forced to me. I think Black Panther works because they worked him into the story. Yeah. Right. I mean, he didn't have to be there. They obviously, but at least they worked him into the story. Spider-Man to a little bit Ant-Man, but they're just like, you know, here, here's Ant-Man. Throw him in there. Yeah, but he's Paul Rudd and he's great. So that's almost okay. Spider-Man did feel more outside of like, Mm -hmm. there's not really, this doesn't really make sense. I mean, not that it didn't make sense, but it's like, obviously tacked on. Yeah. But... It worked. I thought yeah. it wasn't. He's yeah. He's the most extreme case of that not working. But I still felt it was okay because I don't know. I guess because we knew it was coming. To be fair, after the movie and after the scene where it's like Spider Man will return, a lady in the audience. There weren't a whole lot of people. I went early in the day, but a lady in the audience is like, I don't even understand why Spider Man was in there. <laughs> What's he doing there? <laughs> Which I understand. From, uh, I'm guessing she's not a big comic reader and stuff. And there was a point in time where I was like, wait, what? Spider-Man would be in the Avengers? He feels like he's in his own like world. 
you know, but that's before yeah. you understand how the Marvel Universe works. Yeah. Everybody's everywhere, unless Fox owns them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um... Or you're Quicksilver. Or you're Quicksilver. And, and, well, then you're, like, in 14 places at once. Exactly. Yeah. He's so fast, he can be in two different franchises with two different <laughs> Before anyone realizes what's happened. Yep. A lot of the things I liked about it were... It, the things about Civil War, I mean, were the things that didn't really work in Batman v Superman. Like you said about, I guess, X-Men. is like too many too many things going on that obviously don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spider-Man and Ant-Man, I think, in Civil War work, they don't need to be there. But them being there added something. Like yeah. that one scene, which is obviously like that's, that's the big, that's why it's Civil War. So they can have that scene. I think those two were there to steal the scene, really. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah. Because that whole, that scene, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, the big one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the, the big, big one. one. The, the yeah. big one. Which is It was great. like, that's going to be a total takeaway from this movie. I mean, like, people are going to be, that's going to be some people's favorite scene of the movie. I am slightly disappointed. I don't think, another, no, I'm not really disappointed because, you know, they got to, they got to make the movie a movie with everybody in it. So they can't just focus on two people, but they did not y- utilize uh, Scarlet Witch or um, what's his name, Vision. Yeah, as much as they could have either, because they're aren't they both like really super powerful? Almost. Oh yeah. To me, Scarlet Witch in the movie seems definitely seems toned down. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's the one in the comics that can change reality. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They've they've definitely nerfed her. And I think that the way that they're kind of explaining that is that she hasn't really tapped into all of her Mm -hmm. power yet. Mm -hmm. But she's powerful enough to shut down Vision. Yeah. And yeah, Vision is, you know, I did like, I don't like her. I don't mind the actress that plays her. Mm. Who is she? The youngest Olsen? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) No, she is. She's. Elizabeth? No. She's she's, like a children's book. The youngest Olsen. The youngest Olsen. They probably. they probably published that book. <laughs> yeah, and and made a billion off of it. <laughs> yeah, um, but she, I, I, I don't mind her as an actress, but I don't really care for the portrayal. I don't know. It's the fingers, like it does. I don't. Yeah, it's something about it doesn't work. But I thought they were okay. Like I liked that little storyline, and it's okay that there wasn't more because how much can you put in a movie, you know? But I liked their little storyline, and after reading Vision the current series vision was a much more interesting character to me in this. And he even like dresses in like kind of super square form. Oh, he was normal clothes when he puts, he was way better than, than in Avengers uh, by far. Like that's one of the most improved characters Mm -hmm. from Avengers to this, I think. Yeah. Cause at the end of Avengers too, I, I was like, I don't care about, I don't care about this vision. Like, he seemed kind of cool that he can lift the, the um, was it Melner? The hammer. But then by the end of that movie, I was like, I don't care. This whole, the second wave team, I don't like any of them. And this movie, like, I didn't mind them. I thought they were all right. I thought Vision was cool. What'd you think of the central plot? That's one thing I, I enjoy. It felt like an Avengers movie. It could be Avengers 3. Mm-hmm. But then they also, like, meshed in Captain America 3. They continued this Winter Soldier story. Mm-hmm. How'd you get, did you guys think that worked? Because it really is two kind of, I think they did well at intermingling the plot between the two. But it is. I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised how well they did. Yeah. Uh, intertwine. I agree. I agree. That the bad guy, guy. Zemo. Sure. 
it's like a drink from a million years ago, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's Zemo? That's Zemo. He could be a pink drink. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. he wears, he wears a, bl- a pink mask. He's like a huge Captain America villain. I always think of it, of, of it as like the 7-Up of liquor. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he totally was. I, he really committed to his idea of revenge. Like... Yeah. Really, really committed. That's a lot of freaking work. I mean, obviously, we're kind of touching on super spoilers for this movie. Should have said that earlier, but people should know. I liked it. And when it came together, I was like, mm-hmm. I liked that it wasn't like, you know, the common problem of, well, you know, it's the it's it's the good guy, but in a bigger suit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's right. got the same powers as right. the good guy, but he's got a bigger suit type thing. Yeah. Um, It was just a dude. But uh-huh. it's definitely yeah. one of those plans where everything had to work out just perfect mm-hmm. or else this like multi-year commitment this guy made to this plan just wouldn't have worked and the chances of it actually working the way it did which was pretty much perfect how he would want it to work are pretty slim yeah right yeah. but it did come together mm-hmm. and it come. they kind of get around that because like it comes together for the audience as it comes together and you're like it's enough of like an interesting like sit- setup. Uh-huh. That you're like, okay. Well, just the, just the, like, I don't know, I, the line actually, but something like, no yeah. one's strong enough to hurt it except itself or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you can like tear it down from the outside or something like that and it'll, they'll, uh, or it'll rebuild, but if you destroy yeah. it from the inside, it's done. Yeah. 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 It was good. Did you guys like Black Panther? No. Yeah. No? Yeah, I liked him. I liked him too. I thought he was cool. You, he was like, I don't. It's I'm I'm ruined though because it should should be a woman. Cat cat cats are women. Women <laughs> cat are cats, things. man. It's just tired. Feminine. It's, yeah. Felines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. When he <laughs> watching this with Melanie was fun because he comes on and I can't even say what she said, but she's just who's this bleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. And then you get a little closer look at it, and she's like. This is a cat man? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was fun. He's cat man with a, yeah. You gave him, made it, you can't, you can't be a cat creature without having a girly butt. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I don't know Black Panther very well. I, there's a lot of Marvel stuff I don't know very well. Is he like, he's super strong, right? Because he was running faster yeah. than cars. And yeah, he was yeah. Jumping crazy jumps and stuff. So, is that a natural ability or is that like a suit enhanced thing? Uh, it's it's more of a natural ability. It's like a, I mean, I and I don't I don't profess to be an expert on Black Panther, but it's like a ritual that the king goes through. Okay. Um, once once they become king of Wakanda. Okay, good because he was doing some pretty crazy stuff without the suit. At first, I was like, well, I'm guessing this is all the suit, but yeah, he was doing like. He was super strong. He was holding back Bucky's metal arm without the suit. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, he's got to yeah. have some type of ability. Mm-hmm. Because I think the suit is just like vibranium laced and makes him more bulletproof and that kind of stuff. But he's kind of like a, he's kind of like Captain America in a lot of regards where he's got enhanced in agility and strength. Her role in the Captain America movies are interesting and uh-huh. in Avengers 2, it seemed weird, This the thing they had going on with Bruce, her and Bruce Banner. Like, I understand they wanted to kind of, like, get more into, like, the personal lives of each character. So they're like, here are these characters. 
but it seems like it was out of nowhere because we've got no setup for that. Yeah, I agree. And I almost would have bought it if if it had continued to be Edward Norton, but it wasn't. So <laughs> you just you don't like Mark Ruffalo. I don't. I don't like him. He's all right. <laughs> he seems like a TV guy to me, though. He seems like a stupid dad. <laughs> That is totally yeah. a soundbite. Yes. That's a clamor right there. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like, like, yeah, like TV, like a sitcom dad. They're all like dumb and just there to be the butt of the joke or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I don't write the shows. I just watch them. Uh, all right. So, oh, Danny Tanner. <laughs> uh, I like Civil War. I thought it was good. It wasn't yeah. amazing. I've heard, like, there's people who are pretty down on it. It was with pretty much anything. Internet is just a system. Sure. It was it was better than some of them have been. <laughs> yeah, I I liked it. And I, it's not perfect. And, like, there are plot holes. There are kind of issues with it. But, man, it was fun. And tonally, I'll admit tonally, it's kind of all over the place. Because you've got that crazy airport scene, which mm-hmm. is just fun and ridiculous. But then you've got some of the, like, Captain America Bucky stuff that's kind of dark. So, like, tonally, it goes around. It's all over the place. But, man, overall, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed that uh, the uh, the Super Buckies didn't get to fight. I liked that because now it would have made for a fantastic action scene, I'm sure. Yeah, because he was just some random guy. They were, like, experts. They were like Bucky, but had bigger suits. <laughs> No, <laughs> they were tougher. They were like Bucky, were. but tougher, which is the the trap that people accuse Marvel movies of falling into. I don't think it had anything to do necessarily with suits. It no, was... it, it didn't. I was being. Oh, uh, it's basically uh, what Iron Man one. It's Ant-Man. like oh. it's the good guy, but tougher. You know? Yeah. Okay, I guess. Yeah. And when they when it revealed that that wasn't the case, I was like, oh, it was. I thought it was a good like setup. And to pull it out from under you. Right, right, right. But, I mean, they would have been some tough dudes and mm-hmm. and dudettes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dudettes. <laughs> I just accuse sitcom writers of being sexist. I need to make sure I dot my P's and Q's. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dot them? <laughs> I don't think you know how letters work. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot. I mixed up two two alphabet related uh, uh, expressions. I need to talk my piece. Uh, we're gonna start doing that now. Put a dot right in the middle. Oh. <laughs> we're like, what's that dot for? I'm and mind my sure. and mind my T's and I's. Yeah. <laughs> just just making sure that I dot them. <laughs> 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 and that's like civil war kids yep yep wow that's how we do a movie review around here <laughs> that's how we do it <laughs> uh, oh well before i mean unless you have something else we should jump on we should probably get to this poll list pick and then see what happens after that all right let's do it what do you think i think we i think we hit everything yeah okay good <laughs> unless we want to hail hydra after that <laughs> 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 I mean, you know. Uh, 
Hey everybody, this is Brad LaFred of ProWrestlingIowa.com. Every week on the Pro Wrestling Iowa podcast, I'm joined by my co-host, Dustin Smothers, to discuss the happenings of the pro wrestling industry, as well as talk with independent talent from Iowa and around the Midwest. Hey, Dustin. Hey, yo. Survey says... This podcast is just too sweet. Make sure to check out the Pro Wrestling Iowa podcast every Monday right here on the EMC Podcast Network and on podbean.com iTunes.com and ProWrestlingIowa.com. Holist pick. Whew. Uh, so before we get to this one, I, I'm assuming the current winner hasn't changed. Yeah, that happened at thetechnologygeek.org. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you're a new listener and you've somehow managed to make it this far, every episode we discuss a book that has been chosen by listeners and visitors to the website. You can go to grolicspodcast.com, and if you're on, on the desktop, it should be in the sidebar. Otherwise, go to reading. Uh, maybe I changed it to just pull list. Yeah. Go to pull list, pull list tab. Yeah, hit the pull and list tab. Both of the reading lists are under there, but it's the pull list tab. Yeah, I think I changed it so people could find the, I changed the name of it so people could find it easier. And there will be a poll where you can vote on what we discuss next episode. And if you don't see anything that strikes your fancy, you can add a new one. But if you see that there's a tie, please vote on it because we have so many yeah. ties. <laughs> and, well, and, and even after this month, we will, we still have a tie. We have a tie for second place. So, and you can vote up to once a week. Unless you want to game us like Brandon did, and then you have to go listen to the Technology Geek to figure out what that means. He didn't really game us because all he needed was one vote. He just got two in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This next month, we will be reading Star Wars Dark Empire, mm -hmm. which is a Dark Horse series, uh, Star Wars series is from it Dark Horse, with which means it has no bearing on the modern Star Wars okay, that continuity. Was, that was my question. Yeah, when Disney bought bought out the, all the Star Wars stuff, all that extra universe building that's been going on for years, mm -hmm. gone. It's called Legends now, and they'll sell it. <laughs> which is which is fine. I mean, if it's a fun story, it's a good story. It, it doesn't really matter. I think it'd be yeah, yeah. Um, I guess if I was a hardcore Star Wars fan and really liked that extended universe, I could be upset. I could see being upset about it, especially if since they're not really going to be building in that universe. But I, I can't see it just because. If it's there and it's real to me, then that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be reading some Star Wars. I've never read any Star Wars comics. Neither. I've, I haven't read this one. I've read uh, some other stuff. But this will, I believe this one takes place after Return of the Jedi. So it, this would sit somewhere before this latest Star Wars movie, if it were canon. Okay. So, Brandon, are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> you, you did it. You did it. You broke the tie. He's been I, he's been pushing for this one at least the last two episodes, I think. Yeah. 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 He's been trying to get this one through. And there's always something that like flies. I want to say this this book that we're about to talk about, The Golden Age, I don't even think this was on the radar and it just flew up out of nowhere and bypassed it. Mm -hmm. I imagine yeah. he was pretty irritated about it. <laughs> but that happens too. Like there'll there'll be something that wasn't even on the list. And like just before the episode, it just boom, explodes out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what happened to, with uh, Harold. Yeah. That one was awesome. Harold Lovecraft and Tesla. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which I believe is still in talks to be a TV show or something. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I read that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Awesome. So 
I hope that works out because yeah. that would be premise. awesome. Yeah, it would yeah. be awesome. It's gonna be hard to do the whole, uh, you know, other dimensional stuff though. At this point, listen. If anybody's gonna create a TV show, mm-hmm. give it to AMC or HBO. Those are the yeah, two okay. networks I have <laughs> total trust in at this point. They're doing so well with the properties they have. It's true. I don't think that's that's not a show for CW. <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> Uh, however, this month, this episode, this moment, we're going to start talking about JSA, the golden age, right. uh, which is, was initially released as just the golden age later is retitled JSA, the golden age, a little bit of mm-hmm. trivia. Mm-hmm. And it was a four issue elseworlds limited series published between 1993 and 94 written by James Robert uh, Robinson and illustrated by Paul Smith. I was terrible with everyone's names. And I'm fuzzy on exactly the flow of stuff. But I read this in two chunks. First quarter to third, I read. And I was like, eh, this is okay. You know, it's obviously, hopefully it's getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I mm-hmm. read the last, like, three quarters. And I enjoyed that quite a bit. But mm-hmm. I'm a little fuzzy on exactly what happened, so. Well, there's a lot of characters in this. Yeah, yeah. there are. I got, I did, I did get, I had to, like, stop and, and go back a couple times. Mm-hmm. Because I was getting a couple characters confused with each other. Well, and they kind of dr- they kind of dress the same, and a lot of them have the same haircut. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is like the story itself takes place in the forties and fifties. Yeah, forties. Yeah. It was it's, it all forties? The very uh, end it, is the fifties, but yeah, I think you might be it, right. It starts during World War Two, right before the end of World War Two, or it talks about the big, like right before the end of World War Two. Yeah, and then it really starts then. It's kind of a dark take on the Golden Age comics. They use DC known DC characters and Golden Age characters, but is this for the most part like it's an Elseworlds tale, but like just its own thing? I I think so. You know, like it's basically yeah, because none of the Silver Age characters show up until way later, and so I think that changed things a little bit. This was I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of sticky on where in continuity this all falls, but they're all as far as I know they're all DC comics characters from the golden age had kind of a watchman feel to it to me yeah mm-hmm. oh totally yeah did you guys read the uh did you guys read the intro the preface stuff no yeah i read i might i think i bailed on it part way through i never read that because stuff. it started to sound too cranky <laughs> it did it did i would agree with that but well, I, I, but there was some good stuff in there and it like it, it kind of got better a little bit at the end you know yeah, I, I was I I was started reading the intro because I was curious, and it does kind of set up some like where like where the the idea behind this is coming from a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not by the writer of the story, but it just kind of sets up what this is. And and then partway through, it just became a like you know the good old days, and I was like, oh god, <laughs> yeah, the good old days. It wasn't good for everybody, so I'm done with this intro. I'm going to read the story. I read the first right. couple lines of a prologue, and if it's not part of the story, then I'm you I bail. skip it. Yeah. yeah, I don't care where your ideas come from. I mean, it's not, it's good for you and everything, but this is from Wikipedia. Uh, the series opens showing how various Golden Age heroes have adjusted to life after World War II. Um, the members of the Justice Society of America and All Star Squadron have retired. Tex Thompson, formerly the Americando, which is <laughs> great, has returned from Europe, a war hero, and has used his fame to start a political career. Basically, like, the superheroes kind of go away after the war, mm-hmm. which is how how it went in comics. So I'm guessing that's the whole thing, you know, yeah. like the comics industry. I think it kind of seemed like they were unnecessary at that point, though, mm-hmm. is the reasoning for it. Yeah. 
Which is interesting to think about because that really is mirroring. Because after World War II, uh, I guess it kind of had to do with Comics Code Authority too, though. Well, no, not necessarily. Superheroes were less. Super? They didn't sell as well. Well, interestingly, you know, like we mentioned Captain America, that's what they did with Captain America. They literally froze him and then they brought him back when superheroes were big again. Mm -hmm. It's basically the story of several, I don't know how many, there's a lot of them, a lot of different heroes, but it goes through like year by year or maybe even more closely than that and says what each of them is doing, you know. Yeah, it does kind of. In a little rotation. There are a lot of characters. Some of them I'm kind of you're kind of familiar with, or I, I was kind of familiar with. You know, you've got a Green Lantern going on who's mm-hmm. not doing that anymore, and mm-hmm. and some of them I was less familiar with. Uh, but it introduces a lot of characters, and then partway through the story, it kind of even like introduces a couple more. And I was like, wait, who's this guy? Yeah, and it gets into it does get into like a routine of it falls into a pattern once most of the characters are introduced of like. Here's what this guy's doing. This guy's doing. This guy's doing. This guy's doing. Next year, here's what this guy's doing, and it does that for a little while before it starts to really like build up a climax, and you see where it's going. This almost struck me as like an identity crisis kind of vibe, where it's like, yeah. okay, we're following some of the JSA members, but they may not be the big ones that you queued into. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times, I was like, well, what's Green Lantern doing? What, what's what's uh, Jay Garrick doing? What what are these guys doing? You know, and and they would mention Wildcat, but they wouldn't actually like show show those guys. Like Jay Garrick, you only saw him in little flashes. Oh. <laughs> no yeah for sure uh, the main characters were not the super big mainstream heroes Mm -hmm. it was kind of some of the like second string guys and uh and it's good in that it shows not just that you know superheroes are people too but that they're messed up oh yeah 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 it's definitely one of those stories and i enjoyed that aspect of it a lot they're all Mm -hmm. messed up oh yeah not not any of them are really in a good place but you Mm -hmm. know they're just people at uh certain you know Getting up there in their age, you know, and dealing with life. And it's not even like a whole bunch of superhero, super heroics. It's just Mm -hmm. like them dealing with things. Mm -hmm. Uh, some of them were super messed up. Yeah. Our man. (laughs) Our man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why the flash finale, Mm -hmm. when that guy, uh, now I don't know if that's the character they're really, obviously it's not going to be that kind of, that guy, Uh but. At the flash finale, there was a guy who came from the JSA, and he said his name. And I was like, "Well, who's this guy?" And I looked it up, and it was Our Man. Apparently, there have been five characters that have been Our Man, but I was like, "Our Man? Is he going <laughs> to be a?" Yeah. Uh, he told me about his powers. Is he going to be hallucinating on drugs while fighting crime? Well, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was okay. When Miraculo you me, pill. He <laughs> told me his powers, and I was like, "That's lame." Mm-hmm. And then I read it, and it, it was a pill, and I'm like, "Wow, that's even lamer." And then he hallucinated, and I'm like, "This is awesome." <laughs> well, yeah, you were like, "Because I it's was not like, just he hallucinated; like his hallucination took over for everyone." <laughs> it was it was pretty crazy. I I love in that page. There's that one page where he's like, it really hits him when he I don't remember what he's doing. He's fighting these two guys in alley, mm-hmm. and. The whole page, it goes like, it reminded me of like crazy Swamp Thing style. Yeah. Uh, totally what, what popped in my head. When when they'd go wild. It was, it was like planet rape, except uh, it was, <laughs> it was my hallucination is raping these criminals' minds. Well, it wasn't so much that because that Swamp Thing was more of like that weird mixed media format. I know, I It know. was still. But I'm just, you know. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. 
but yeah, you were asking me, oh, hour man. I was like, yeah, he has powers for like an hour. And you're like, that's lame. But I like how they, <laughs> and it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's lame, but he is fighting to get an, just an hour out of it. Yeah. And like, it's a huge thing. Like he struggles for years just to get that hour. Yeah. Um, to get the medication to last that long. Mm-hmm. There's probably some symbolism going on in there too, <laughs> but <laughs> he was cool. The guy, I don't remember which character he is, but the guy out in the observatory. The, oh, with, with the, the rod. With yeah. The rod. Like that guy was literally just out there. Praying to the stars to give him some star lightning juice. I, is that Starman? No. I don't know who he was, but he was a character. No. Um. <laughs> His whole thing was crazy and literally, but, but also like he would only show up once in a while. It didn't like go to him as often as a lot of other characters. Mm-hmm. So when it would go to him, you're like, what is going on with this guy? So this Tex Thompson is mm-hmm. becoming a more, pro- more and more prominent. He's like the only superhero that come back as like a war hero mm-hmm. for yeah. the most part because they didn't send. They initially didn't send any superheroes over there. And then, I don't know if it was Germany or who, but the opposition had basically their own hero that would negate superheroes' powers somehow. Mm -hmm. So if they went over there, they'd just get killed. So they didn't send anybody over there. But they did send a few, including this Tex Thompson guy. I was curious about that, too, because I don't think it ever said anything about what his powers were. Did he have powers, or was he just a guy in a suit? And that's why they said I, I think he was just a guy. Yeah, okay. That's what I, that's what I was thinking, because if he didn't have any powers to begin with, then it, they it, wouldn't really affect him. It almost sounded like he wasn't even, like, taken that seriously as a superhero before he went over there. Right. The heroes that came back, most of them were just done. They're like, uh-uh. Some of them didn't come back. He's the only one that really came back as a big, like, war hero. He turned into a political career. He started gaining power, working towards becoming president. And... You know, he started putting together a new superhero team. But he's like, you know, no more mystery men. We don't need people hiding. We need people in the spotlight. You know, you know who these people are and they're going to be heroes and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so most of the book is, you know, in terms of his bit of the story, him putting together this team. To fight the communists. Yeah. The Red Menace. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some of the, what was, is that the McCarthyism whole thing? The whole McCarthy Era? I think so, because doesn't he wind up being somebody in this? Yeah, I think so. So McCarthyism happened even without him? <laughs> but they were doing the things with, the, like, the blacklists and the, yeah. the, the, the you know, trials for the communists, the yeah. supposed communists and stuff. There's not much to talk about okay. until you get to the end. And before we really spoil it, not that it's not somewhat obvious before you get there, before we really spoil it, I do want to give a spoiler warning. Okay, spoiler. But can I just mention a couple, <laughs> a couple things? That, okay, spoiler. Okay, the robot guy. I don't know what it, who. He oh was. man, who was this robot guy? I don't know, but like the first time I really remember him being there, it was I was like, this guy's obviously messed up and should not be allowed out on the streets. He was amazing. The, <laughs> I think the first scene he's in, he tears some dudes apart. Exactly. He literally tears these guys apart in an alley. And then later he's like sitting by himself in a room and he's like, you know, don't move. Robot wouldn't move or whatever. You know, uh-huh. he can't even blink. And he's a robot, but like he's, he's, he's robot man. And he's supposed to have like, uh, like a human brain though. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the very first thing that when it, when you first introduces you to him, it says, you know, I, I don't know how we got messed if it was because of the war or because it couldn't go to the war or what exactly it was. But it's like Robot Man used to used to stress the man part, but not anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's had lost his humanity. Yeah, but how could no one notice that? How could they just let him go around being that way, ripping people apart? Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Some of the other ones, you know, like that one, I don't know whether this is like brother hanging around trying to get him to touch his birthmark all the time. It's creepy. But <laughs> oh, with a ghost. That, I could understand people not knowing that, although how he is not insane is beyond me. But, you know, who you could pull that off not looking like a weirdo. But who was that guy anyway? Who was this character? I don't know. I don't think he ever, did he ever do his superhero thing? I don't think he did. Uh-uh. No, he never did. He never touched his birthmark. I wanted to see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, he was taunted by his... Captain Triumph. Captain Triumph. And Lance Gallant. What a crazy character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, do we want to talk about the end? Because we have to talk about the end. That's what I wa- want to talk about the most. Okay. Yeah. Well, big spoilers then. I loved it, and then it was over. And I was like, oh. Yeah. But yeah. when it was, it was a going huge on... Payoff. Yeah. It was like a slow, slow build, huge payoff. Yeah. Yeah. And not as many of the heroes died as I thought died. In the battle, it seemed like everyone died. But then it, in like the, uh, you know, what is it? The, um, epilogue. Mm-hmm. Most of them survived, but I was like. Yeah, they were all just down, not, not out. Yeah. Only a few of them died. So this, <laughs> this whole thing builds towards this text guy had went over there, was playing double agent for, you know, he was on our side, but he's playing double agent for, infiltrated nazis and whatnot and they figured it out and there's a villain over there who i'm sure is a villain that was around i can't remember his name offhand like ultra humanite oh yeah yeah yeah. and he switched his brain into tex thompson's body well well first he switched it into an actress's body oh yeah he was yeah an actress's body which is weird weird decision Uh uh-huh and then into tex's body and come back and you know so he was really this super villain in Texas body mm-hmm. setting all this stuff up. Also, how that comes out, I enjoyed with, with his, um, I don't know if it was his wife or just a girlfriend or what, mm-hmm. but the woman he was with, I liked that whole bit. That, I thought that they played that very well. I agree, mm-hmm. but it was kind of a dual reveal, and I liked that even more. Yeah. The one guy finally gets his memory back. I don't know why, but I kept thinking him at, of him as a Wolverine type guy, even though he didn't have Oh, Manhunter, yeah. You know, oh yeah! Just- oh man, I forgot all about him. Yeah, but he got his he got his memory back at uh-huh. the same time that she got, grew grew a pair and read the diary. He, that guy had some cool. That guy had a cool action sequence too. There was a couple of cool action sequences before the big, uh, big fight climax. Mm-hmm. At some at one point, Tex had like basically found this kid. The kid agreed to let him try this. Exp- nuclear experiment on him to create to turn him into a superman type like a super strong character and it works but then later we find out he swatched switched this kid's brain out <laughs> dan for, dunbar dynaman for the brain of hitler <laughs> so you basically got hitler's brain in like a superman type body oh my god <laughs> yeah it, it was insane it was insane and was was he the drug addict no. Who kept snorting coke? Somebody was yeah. Snorting. Oh, Dynaman. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was him. Yeah, yeah. So Hitler's a, Hitler's a 
Like yeah. Coke fiend. Candy. He he did. He kept. Yeah, you're right. So it's a coked up Hitler with superpowers. Coked up Hitler with superpowers. <laughs> now their team. They had a coked up Hitler with superpowers. That's golden. A killer robot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. So, and Jesse mentioned it towards the beginning. Some of the characters do kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like the artwork. It's got that. I mean, it's de- it takes it's a period piece. Mm-hmm. And I like the look of that, and they they nail that. They kind of replicate the look of you know mm-hmm. how those characters might be drawn. Right. Some of the characters did look similar. Everybody dressed the same because they wore those certain type of suits and stuff. Yeah. That was kind of an issue. Mm-hmm. Was uh, it Johnny Thunder? Johnny Quick? <laughs> all the Giants Gallant, the all of them had the same haircut, pretty close. Yeah, yeah, but but the art looked good. I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, it was good. Mm-hmm. It just they didn't have costumes, so it was hard to tell them apart. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like the guy that ended up being Hitler in a superhuman body, uh, when he was doing the coke, he wasn't in costume. So it, yeah, I forgot they always were the same two guys. Right before she. Okay, she found out, she took his diary, read his diary, that one chick, whatever her name is, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they were talking to her on the phone or something, and she looked all messed up. Like, it kind of looked like somebody had beat the crap out of her. Mm. Or it looked like she had a black eye, at least. And I was like, that's weird. And then when she went and did her her whole little speech thing. Oh, the her sacrificial lamb thing? Yeah. (laughs) That was good, too. That was hardcore. I liked it. Mm -hmm. I was not expecting the outcome. Oh, I mean, yeah. I thought she'd get messed up, but not that. I don't think anybody was expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, when things go south, they just, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And the guy that, the birthmark guy, mm-hmm. he just wouldn't do it. He wouldn't touch the birthmark. It turned into whoever he turns into. Yeah. And yeah. he ends up getting fried on the robot. Mm-hmm. Almost like Shazam wouldn't say the magic word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and yeah, Johnny Thunder uh, didn't really do anything uh, until the end. And then he's like, hey, you have to do this thing because he, he couldn't possibly be a bad guy. He can't be a bad guy. Yeah, yeah what was that? Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Why is he living in denial? Yeah, well, that's exactly it, I think. And they're stupid bad guys anyway. Um, she, she tries to reveal something about you and your response is, shut her up! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. shut your mouth. <laughs> And we didn't even really get a happy ending out of this deal either. You know, like, they won, but, like, everybody's still kind of miserable. Yeah. Well, I think the the one crazy guy, he had, he, whatever, married some relatively attractive woman with a good sense of humor. I think things turned out all right for him. (laughs) (laughs) There was some amusing bits in the writing, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was, yeah, that was good. It wasn't terrible for everybody but yeah it was pretty much like i mean it wasn't a happy ending in that like and everybody lived happily ever after it was like you know and you know things weren't as terrible as they could be and people continued on and then and then the silver age heroes showed up yeah yeah and so and some cat lady turned into a bad cat lady and is probably gonna murder people that was strange (laughs) well she though she was in it for a bit but she was like she had joined she was a villain yeah who like switched right. sides join the government right, right. team but she like was a- around when they were exposing so you know she was on the good guy's side right she just i don't know her but she just seemed like catwoman to me yeah yeah she's a cat. she's called tigress or something or yeah. something like that but yeah she was basically a catwoman that's archetype. because cats mm-hmm. are supposed to be women <laughs> that's 
sexist. You hear that, bonsai? Way. Did you hear that, bonsai? Yeah, bonsai. Do you want to be a, well, he be a spider have... buggy? <laughs> That's why I got rid of his man parts because cats are supposed to be women. <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> no, I'm lying. I just didn't want him to spray on all my stuff, but still. <laughs> um. And there's too many. And there's too many feral cats in the world. It puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> the girl that actually killed him at the end. I know she was one of the characters, but like she. She wasn't, it seemed like she wasn't there the entire time. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, I found this thing. I'm going to run up here and stab him. I like that it went that way though, though too, that she got, was she, she was the wife of the writer, right? Oh yeah. Was it Liberty Bell? Libby? Wasn't she, so. wait, was she married to him or divorced from him? Well, and then with divorced. another guy. Yeah. I think they got a divorce or they were separated or something. She was the guy that dated the Johnnies. She right? both of them, right? <laughs> one of them. I think it was Johnny Quick. Was she married? Wait. I thought she was with, with Johnny one. Quick, and then the writer guy was Johnny something. Yeah, so she was like... Oh, that could be, Because yeah. there was a couple of times she was upset, and she, you know, because yeah. her husband was uh, the typical alcoholic writer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she'd be like, oh, Johnny, and thinking about this other Johnny, so it's kind of added a weird, yeah. interesting thing. She's my grandpa. She's like, I, I don't want to have to remember another name. She's... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're okay. Well, you're gonna have to explain that because oh, that's so inside that I almost didn't get it. And- my, my grandpa got old, and he, he was still a pimp though, and all the old ladies wanted him. So he had been married to Eileen. So he's like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with this one. Her name's Eileen. It's easy to remember. She married, a, he, yeah. He, so he married another Eileen, so that it'd be right. easy for him. <laughs> Any other thoughts on? GSA the Golden Age. I enjoyed it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. I was a little worried at first because of how slow it built. Mm-hmm. But once things picked up, whoa. Yeah. And it helps that it did. It, it felt like several other things that we've read mushed all into one. And uh, and so so I was like, eh, I don't know. It's weird, but it'll, it'll get somewhere good. I have a feeling. And it I- sort of reminded me of Planetary. I don't know why. Yeah, I kind of kind of see that cuz it's like the the same group of people on separate little different things that in the end all tie together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh like I said and uh echoing what Jesse said. I was a little concerned at first the first chunk cuz I was like, well, it's not bad like I'm not hating reading this. Mm-hmm. But it is a little slow and there's a lot of characters, but it definitely built up to yeah. Uh, fantastic climax. I read it all so quick that I don't think I had any time to be disappointed in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like I, I sat down, I sat down and opened it, and I read the first fifty pages. Yeah. And that was it. You know. And then I went and did some stuff, and then I sat down and I read a hundred pages, and then I got back here and read the last what, like thirty or forty. Yeah. Just before we started recording. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you made me nervous on this one. I was like. This is going to be the one she doesn't get. I did, though. Aww. You did. <laughs> I didn't harass you about it this time because I'm like, I can't keep nagging about it. You know what I can do? I just realized I think it should coincide with when I have to clean at the lodge. Like, I should. The Red Lodge? I it's I clean. <laughs> the I, Red Lodge. No, not the Red Lodge. Wow, that's a callback. God. <laughs> um, no, I, I clean the first or the last weekend of the month before. Or before the first Wednesday of the month. 
because mm-hmm. the first Wednesday of the month is the meeting. So I clean before that, the weekend before that. Once a month, you go to the lodge. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it, it's there. I have to make that joke. You do not have you to. You appreciate that joke. it. You love the Red Lodge. I don't love the Red Lodge. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't blame you for not loving I it. I hate I'm, the Red Lodge. I'm going to burn that thing down. <laughs> um, what was the Twin Peaks Lodge? Was that the Black Lodge? The White Lodge? Oh, I can't remember. Shadow? No. The Black <laughs> Panther Lodge? <laughs> Full of, uh, I don't know, never Hawk mind. Hawkmans and, or not Hawkmans. Hawkmans. <laughs> Hawkmans. Hawk, Hawk it's just Hawkmans and, uh, and Carter Hall. Catmans swatting. Carter Hall was in this, was in JSA the Golden Age as well. And I thought yeah. his stuff, his, he was just in it a little bit, but I thought it was great. He just had this weird Egyptian thing set up, mm-hmm. which, you know, I thought was interesting. Cause it kind of made sense. Yeah. yeah. Or was his uh, chick? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with Hawkman and Hawk Girl Woman mm-hmm. to know what they borrowed for Legends of Tomorrow and what they didn't. Well, they they did the Egyptian reincarnation thing, and they mentioned the Thang Thangarians mm-hmm. or Thangarians, however you pronounce that. Thangaria. Yeah. Thangaria. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Something. It sounds like it belongs on a. Like an insta, like a ingredient label. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, would you guys rec? And I, I feel like we're past this review. But would you guys recommend this book? I know that's something we usually mention. I, I just remembered just- to the right to the right people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. there's people I know that would enjoy it, but I wouldn't tell like my sister to read it. No, no, I know, but I mean, given that somebody might be prone to reading a comic. Yes. Okay. Unless they what only com- read specific kinds. What comic book would you recommend to your sister? To my sister? Sure. I can't. Re- I can't see either of your sisters reading any comics. Well, I can't really either. But if they, I wouldn't recommend any of them to Jennifer ever. But Susie, she she'd probably go for Saga. It's unfortunate that that Jennifer doesn't read comics because she just needs to embrace the whole nerd thing, and she'd actually be a little cooler. If there was a wrestling comic, she might read that. There's a huge overlap in the whole wrestling comics thing. The wrestling there is, yeah. Comics, yeah. It's so, crazy. So do they have them? Oh, I'm sure there have been. I don't know that they're popular. I think, I mean, I'm sure there have been in the past, but I think. Oh, yeah, there was. There was like a WCW comic way back in the day. She'd read not that. that the, not that you should like dig that one up <laughs> or anything. I, I think the people, the big overlap, I think they just read some comics and then they watch wrestling. Yeah. 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 Well, I would imagine that comic books couldn't just be guys wrestling, so it'd have to be like, you know, some like bad movie with a, a wrestler in it. It'd be something like that, you know? Well, and I never realized there was that big overlap until, well, one, my anytime there's a big wrestling event, my Twitter, like my Twitter feed just gets overrun by wrestling stuff. And I'm like, I didn't yeah. know all the all these people were into wrestling. It's really weird. And then for two, with this whole podcast network thing is, you know, I mean, we didn't have a ton of shows, but they were mostly like comic booky, nerdy shows to begin with. And then it was like the pod, the pro wrestling podcast guys have really kind of come in and there really is a big overlap in that audience. And so, yeah, like, like they'll listen to the show that got me thinking. And I was like, well, it kind of makes sense because in both wrestling and a lot of, not all comics, obviously, um, 
but a lot of like superhero comics, there's a lot of similarities between costumes <laughs> and there's the whole good guy, bad guy, the like yeah, black and, and white. Heel. Yeah. The good and evil face and heel mm-hmm. uh, opposing forces is like big in both of those things. And, you know, big visually spectacular, crazy action. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of have their special moves. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've just, I haven't been into wrestling since at least grade school. Yeah. There's some great, there's some great bits. Uh, like right now there is a tag team group called the new day and they, they're all over this nerd culture stuff. Like they just, they just do it. They come out in like, uh, for the WrestleMania uh, wrestling costumes, they came out looking like uh, characters from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, it was it was insane. You'd never see that before, but they they do that kind of stuff all the time. And one of the guys has a uh, show called Up Up Down Down Left Right Left Right or something like that. Nice. And it's like a it's like a show where they play video games. That's cool. Pop culture is so bizarre right now. Yeah, the fact it's that, all over the place. The fact that that's pop culture. It's because of the internet. Yeah. But, you know, other things could take over. Other interests could take over the internet. But there's the the, the more traditionally nerdy or geeky interests have really exploded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at the blockbusters. It's insane that people are like, oh, all these superhero movies, all these <laughs> Marvel and DC movies. Did you see the trailer for Doctor Strange? Yeah, uh, like yeah. it's so weird. Yeah, that would have never happened growing up. Like we always dreamed something like that would yeah. happen growing up, and now we're like, Batman we're, we're like Superman. over. Yeah, there's just <laughs> so over it, man. There's just so much of this. You went and seen X Men Apocalypse. I did. I want to see it. I've been hearing was, mixed things. Yeah, I would say I would give you a mixed review as well. Okay. Okay. Um, I would say that uh, you. You could enjoy 3D if you if you're gonna go that route. I mean, there's some sequences that were obviously shot for 3D. Did we see the last um, one? Did but we? you don't need it. You don't need it. I think we did see the last one in three. Well, no, I can't remember. I want to. I want to kind of say I remember the uh, the Quicksilver scene being especially like yeah. jumpy at me. Uh-huh. So maybe we did. We might have went and seen it in 3D then. Are that you- one in particular is is shot for 3D. Yeah. You might have gone without me before, and then we went and saw it together in 3D or something like that. Yeah, I did go before. Yeah. Actually, and then we talked about it on the podcast, and then immediately after me and you went to the theaters and watched, watched right. it. I think that this movie suffers from the fact that they did so well with the first two. Uh-huh. Like, the first class was pretty good, and I don't know if anyone expected it to be as good as it was. Uh, and then... Days of Future Past was pretty solid as far as it goes, you know? And then this movie, you took a really bizarre villain with powers that I don't know if anyone really fully understands them, with a strange backstory anyhow, and and he surrounds himself with at least four other bad guys at all times. There's a lot going on, and I, I, yeah. I, it's not my favorite, but... I don't think it was a bad movie, but I do think it does suffer from there's, I don't know how you would tell this movie. It's, it's a really hard movie to tell and it, and it doesn't fail. Like it doesn't fall on its face and fail, but it's, 
it's also not as good. I don't think it lives up to the standard that they had created. It's not X3 bad? No. No, it's not X3 bad. I had seen... I've seen various tweets, nothing spoilery, but like general opinions. And one of them that I'd seen was something along the lines of like, I just got back from watching the worst X-Men movie. And I was like, no, that's got, uh, and I didn't necessarily believe it because if, if it was really that bad, I would think I would hurt more. But I was like, yeah, it's a, <laughs> that's a low I'm bar hearing, to try to scrape under. <laughs> you know? I'm hearing, I'm hearing both again. And I disagree with both. It is not the worst x-men movie and it is not the best x-men movie it, it's just it's there and it was it's enjoyable and it has stuff that i really did like and uh you know like quicksilver steals the show again you know just you could have a whole movie of this quicksilver yeah, awesome. <laughs> i think mm-hmm. yeah and i i i don't know why but i really don't like what's her name jennifer, jennifer Lawrence. yeah i don't like her as mystique yeah i don't i didn't in the last one i don't think i ever did I don't, I don't like it. A lot of the acting is not up. Like, like you have great actors on this, and I think that's what really helped these movies. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're pushed as hard as they could be. Oh, like, really? I, I felt like some of the performances that I was used to getting were lacking in this a bit. But, I mean, that's for better people than me to, to really decide. But I just felt like some of these guys that should be, like, industry pros felt a little wooden. I know some people, I know this was the last one for some people. I'm pretty sure Jennifer Lawrence is just done. Good. Oh, yeah. Because when she signed on during first class, uh, she was not Jennifer Lawrence. Like, she was not Hunger Games super famous. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the rumor is, you know, she looks at these, being stuck doing these is like uh, below her now. Oh. Well, she was never right, right for the part anyway, in my opinion. Her head's kind of weird. Like, I mean, given that makeup, her head shape is just a little odd. I mm. I don't. I mean, I think she's beautiful and everything, but I don't think her body suits the bodysuit very well either. <laughs> yeah. Her body suits the bodysuit. Yeah. It's like when I was thinner, I still was always bottom heavy. And I knew that there are certain dresses that you, I couldn't wear. They don't they don't look right on me. They're pretty dresses. And I was m- more attractive. But the, the two didn't go together. And you know this about yourself. You should. I, I I have nowhere to take this. Well, you wouldn't. Because it's a girl thing. I rewatched. This is kind of connected. I rewatched X Men: Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. But I watched um, the Rogue Cut, which I had not watched before. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's available on HBO now. But what you got to do is you have to look for X Men: Days of Future Past, and then look for the extras. And the whole oh, like weird. Rogue Cut is in the listed in the extras for the movie. And it's the whole movie. Yeah. Weird. And. I, I I like that movie a lot. Like it's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, the Rogue Cut, it's okay. You, it's you a, can you can see why they cut the cut. Well, it's not bad, but it's definitely like it is a long movie to begin with. Because I remember being like, "Oh, Batman v Superman is going to be like a two and a half hour movie." That X Men movie was two and a half hours. Like I don't know mm-hmm. why it well, just dragged more with Batman v Superman. But if they need to trim. T- trim time somewhere it makes sense because it really does kind of feel out of place and it's not no it's not like any little like well then rogue just showed up and there's a thing like there's a whole sequence where uh xavier and who else xavier and a couple people in the future leave what they're doing and go elsewhere to get her and there's this whole action sequence with sentinels and a character dies there and i don't remember how they handle it 
in the not rogue cut because he dies in this other sequence that's totally missing. Mm. And then she comes back and she's like, I don't know what's considered spoilery. It's really weird. And it makes me kind of want to rewatch parts of the theatrical version to see how they cut around it. Mm -hmm. Because a big chunk of it is like, well, they leave and do this whole other little sequence. That's easy to cut, except they cut, they kill the main character during that sequence. And then rogue kind of replaces, um, shadow cat, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was like the point of going to get her is that like, okay. Yeah. You know, that. she was, she was dying. Yeah. They, they kind of gave this away in the, in the solicits a little bit. I assumed that also, but I didn't know anything about it, but I, that's what I figured. Yeah. They go and get her. Bobby dies. I think Bobby dies when they go on this, they go to the mansion and get her. Cause she's, uh-huh. which is also a little weird that like, she's just been there being experimented on and they, I don't know. It, it felt a little off and then Bobby dies during the sequence. So I don't remember how they, what they, how they handle him without that sequence. And then, yeah, the rest of the movie, Kitty's like pushed off to the side and she's taken over the whole head warpy thing. <laughs> is it? Oh, but I, that's literally like, that's the only thing it changes. So I don't know right. what fits with what and what doesn't. So the one where she got her powers taken away doesn't exist in that movie. Who wrote? Yeah. And I don't remember which. I don't think she ever did get her powers taken away because that was an X3 thing, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Okay. That that she wanted to get her powers removed, well, but she never did wind up doing it. I thought she did do it. I mean, she went to the place and like went into the building or whatever. I don't guess they didn't show it happen, but I assume that that's what she did. I'm uh, 100% lost. I don't know. I think, well, this is back in X3, it so was- it's not a thing that anyone should remember, really. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> but but no, I, 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 think, I think you're right. I know that she did go to the building. I think in that movie... That's when everything hit the fan. Oh, when the when the angel escaped and yeah. So I don't think it actually ever occurred. Wow, I really have watched that movie once and then never again because I don't remember. Like I anything. watched it again to see if it was as bad as I remembered it, and it was totally as bad as I remembered. It's been it. on and TV, I don't recommend. So there's chunks yeah. of it that I've seen mm-hmm. repeatedly. I've rewatched all the other ones, including X Men Origins Wolverine, a couple times. Um. I think I watched that one more time to see if it was as bad as I remembered. And and yeah, bits are and other bits aren't. And it's like, yeah, eh. it, it's bad, but it's fun at least. Like it falls into that yeah. territory. Mm-hmm. Like it's ridiculous, but I just, hey, you know, the bad s- parts are bad and you know, they're coming. So, uh-huh. you know, like, okay, I could really shut it off from here on. <laughs> they were smart to undo because X-Men days of future past undid a lot of stuff. Yeah. That was smart. Mm-hmm. And also really and interesting they, to see that in a movie. They play with that a little bit in the new movie. Do they? That yeah, was... you, there's some things you don't see come in because you're like, whoa, they already, oh, but they re, they're redoing this. So I guess. I think that was why I brought it up because the only thing, because, you know, that's supposed to like get rid of a bunch of the old stuff. Mm-hmm. But if her powers had been taken away, then she wouldn't be able to do that. So that wouldn't make sense for her to undo for her to have powers in the first place. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I fig- I just couldn't remember. It'd be a it'd be a paradox of some nature. I don't know. Which is going yeah. on all over this franchise. But you know what? Much like we talk about when we talk about the ridiculous stuff in the superhero TV shows, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be X Men without just 
ridiculous plot holes and a horrible yeah. continuity because that's what the X-Men is. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm it's bad. I'm pretty sure the little bit of X-Men I've read, there were like three <laughs> Jean Greys from different time periods all the same sitting together like complaining about somebody. I don't know. Business as usual. Yeah. 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 So that's another thing. I've been reading. I don't know if I mentioned this last month or not, but I've been reading a bunch of old. I say it that way. Old. Reading a bunch of old X-Men, uh, Chris Claremont era stuff, and man, I'm loving it. Yeah. Actually, I feel like I probably did say this last episode. I, I think you, I think you mentioned it. Well, but... I'm, I'm still doing it and I'm still loving it. Good, good. I'm not to the Dark Phoenix, I'm not to the Dark Phoenix saga yet. That's pretty, that's a pretty good run. Yeah. That, that story plays out differently than I remember it. Or, you know, you've heard so many different retellings of it mm-hmm. that, uh, it's like, oh, so yeah. When I reread it a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, I forgot most of this. One thing I really enjoy about it is people talk about Chris Claremont playing the long game because he was on, he was on X-Men for so many years that mm-hmm. he could seed things. And that's one thing that's awesome that you, for the most part, don't really get to see in comics anymore. I mean, maybe a future writer will pick up a series and be like, well, there was this thing back then. Maybe I can grab that. But when you see things where it's like Chris Claremont set something up or you see a character that seems to have nothing to do with anything and the narration's even like, but that's story for a later or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then like 20 issues later, then that character suddenly comes back and isn't part, like a huge part of the plot that's going on. And you're like, holy crap. And you can't, you can't do that. A lot of modern writers don't get the chance to do that in a series because they're not on a run that long. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's very cool. When he introduced some of my favorite X Men characters, they're not like huge characters or anything, but like he brought them back and made them part of the team. Like Banshee and Nightcrawler. Like isn't isn't uh isn't Claremont the guy that kind of established that team? Yeah, I believe so. There was because how it you know after it came back. In the 70s, they did the Giant Size X-Men, which was written by Len Wein. Oh, yeah. And then Claremont took over the series going forward. With So I think Len Wein kind of established the team, but then it went to Claremont to just run wild. Oh, so it was one of those things where it's like one one creator does something crazy, and then they're like, all right, how are you going to handle this? Yeah, and Ween just, I mean, I don't know what he had done before, but he, he wrote Giant Size X-Men number one, but he didn't like, and that, but that was it. Like, you know, here, we're going to do this, and then you get the series. Run with this thread. And the guy did something great, and he wasn't like, no more magic! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No one gets married. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... (laughs) Oh, speaking of no more magic, I want to say it's the same James Robinson that wrote this golden age that was writing Earth, the new 52 Earth 2 before they brought up, before they, he got pushed off the book and they brought in Tom Taylor and it became no more magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this guy gets pushed. I, I think James Robinson gets pushed off of projects. Like he gets, he gets the, uh, the duty of setting everything up and then it's like, oh, we're going to put you over here now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he, he, I mean, I don't know how it works. If it always works that way, but gets people interested, and then they're like, "Okay, now we're gonna." He was on somebody else. He was around that time period, shortly after he was taken off the book, because it sounded like he was taken off the book instead mm-hmm. of he just left the book. Um, 
he was on an episode of the Comic Vine podcast, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and on, I haven't heard him on there since, unfortunately. But the way it sounded like is, yeah, he had lots of future plans because they're like, because at that point they were just introducing the Earth 2 Batman who wasn't the actual Batman because the actual Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman got killed at the very beginning of the Earth 2 series. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, who's this new Batman? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I knew who I, it was going to be. And I told Tom Taylor, the new writer, you know, I was like, well, here's what I was thinking about doing. But, you know, obviously you do whatever you want. He's like, so I don't know where it's going to go, but it's, you know, I can't do what I was going to do. So I, well, I had him, uh, I had him sign a, a book at Planet, um, last year, uh, and it's He-Man, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, the DC comics run. And basically he did it for like two, three issues and then they gave it to Keith Griffin or, or whoever. It was that uh, took over, and it's been that guy ever since. Hmm. Well, I want to say the reason I thought, uh, he, you know, he was the guy that started books and whatever was that I enjoyed Earth Two, and then they took him off. And there was another book that he had written that I had been reading that I enjoyed, and then they took him off. What, am I crazy? No, I'm not sure. That could be, but I'm not. I don't recall. I I kept reading Earth Two, and I was enjoying it because they brought on Tom Taylor, who was doing at the time was doing the injustice series Mm -hmm. and I like me some Tom Taylor. He's good. And actually he had kind of quit comics for a while and then come back. So I haven't picked up any of the stuff he's been currently writing, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I I, I can't say what that would be. I'm not sure. Okay. But I mean, I liked both versions or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were definitely very different. Very different. It definitely seemed like somebody was like, this book needs to be more like injustice or no more magic. Yeah. <laughs> we want evil Superman stomping people in the ground, <laughs> which was, which was definitely the thing at the time because that's injustice's thing. Yeah. And that became the earth two thing. Yeah. But it, I mean, yeah, completely different because the whole point was that they the big four weren't there. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. But then, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to have the Holy Trinity to <laughs> sell a book and you know what? Maybe earth two wasn't selling that well. I was enjoying it when, Robinson was on it, but maybe it wasn't getting the numbers. Maybe. And it lasted until they switched it to until they did the weird futures end, and then they, it's they switched it to Earth Two Society. They just screwed everything up, and they got rid of Swamp Thing, and they got rid of Animal Man, and they can bite me. <laughs> well, okay, so Swamp Thing, there's been the limited, uh, the like five or six issue series, which might just be wrapping up. Um, written by Len Wein, who created Swamp Thing. And Wolverine and wrote that giant size X-Men number one. But I think if you, I think our best bet going forward is to read uh, Hellblazer, which is Constantine. Mm. I think that's our, it seems like. I almost had that on my list of things that I was going to bring up to you, but I didn't put it To look into? Well, you guys said that you wanted me to pick something I hadn't read. Oh. For when we're done with. um, Oh, yeah. Which would be after next month. Right. So I had I had a couple things I was going to mention, see if you guys were interested in any of those, because they sounded cool to me. And that w- I kind of had that one, and then I was like, no, not that one, because it's I want to do something that's not anything that we've done. And he's a character that you know we've seen before. Do you want to talk about this real quick? What do you got there? Um, I wrote down three things. Uh, the Invisibles. Have I read any of that? Invisibles. I don't think I have. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I'm not even sure what that is. Then I've looked at it several times. But I'm familiar with it. It's, I think it's image or something, but I'm not sure what it is. Okay. So, well, investigate on your own time and tell me what you think. The Invisibles is one. Day Trippers. I don't know that. 
and I killed Adolf Hitler. That sounds promising. What is that? Well, is it ongoing? Hmm? No, I, that does not sound like an ongoing. Mm-hmm. Here, hold on, I'll look it up and you read. I'll read you things for them if you would like. A full in this full color. It's a graphic novel. Graphic. Oh, I guess we can't really do well. Well, it's not really an ongoing thing then. Yeah. And I contemplated something like that. I was like, well, maybe we could like change up the format, but well, they're just things that I wanted to read <laughs> that I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason in this full cover full color graphic novel, Jason posits a strange, violent world in which contract killers can be hired to rub out pests, be the dysfunctional relatives, abusive coworkers, loud neighbors, or just annoyances in general. And as you might imagine, their services are in heavy demand. One such killer is given the unique job of traveling back in time to kill Adolf Hitler in 1939. But things go spectacularly wrong. Invisibles is a Grant Morrison. Yeah. Ooh. It's comic book. Bu- it's a comic book series. Day Trippers is only ten issues. This this one ran from 1994 to 2000. So this one. Ooh, that's, that's probably ongoing. the one we should go for, huh? What was the uh, what's the third one? Day Trippers. Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, but it's only ten issues. Oh, okay. Looks interesting. They. Well. It's. I mean, it's going to be Grant Morrison. So there you go. Yes, Grant Morrison is not a bad way to go. Just the whatever general looking at it made me think of Transmetropolitan, and I really liked Transmetropolitan. So Transmetropolitan would be a good one too, but you've already read it, so it's yeah. got to be something you haven't read. Exactly, that's the problem. I've read, I've read so many great things that it limits the things that we can read. No, really, <laughs> you said I said with a weird smugness. <laughs> I I looked up a list of the best comics. I looked up several of them, and I've read like at least half of all of them. I know. How do you think that happened? You, baby. Yeah, I know, because I'm like, what's great comics? Okay. Hey, Melanie, read this. Well, yeah. And and you're like, I was looking at this and this, and I'm like, I want that, and I want this, and I want that. Mm-hmm. And I do. And then I read them, and they're great. <sighs> I'm glad you have time to read, because you're backing up, and I have things I want you to read. Yeah. Well, I want to read. It's been it's been too long, and I feel... Batman misses you. I miss you. You're probably <laughs> like, well, Batman. Yeah. Well, Batman can wait. <laughs> there are you know how many freaking series there are that I need to get back on? Jeez. Some pretty cool stuff happened in the new fifty two Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Well some pretty cool stuff happened in like fourteen other things that I wanna get back to. Vision. That's what I you're gonna read. Oh yeah, that. that's that's a good book. You're gonna like it. I guarantee you. There's no way you I haven't, don't like I it. I, will, I haven't read the latest issue yet, but I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I'm not 100% current, but... I I am excited to start it and read it, but I still... There's things that I want to finish. Oh, man. Invincible's going again? Oh, it's so good. Nameless. I, on, I, only, I only got through a couple few issues of that before things happened. Nameless, yeah. And and what else was there? There's another good one that I was really liking. I was really into it. And then Job. Invincible's publication history is interesting, because at this point, they'll like release they'll do like a like a trades worth of issues mm-hmm. and then take a break for a while yeah but a short break not like a venture brothers break venture brothers i was disappointed because i was like there's more episodes this season nope we watched it there's only eight episodes this season uh, after wow. what six years or something <laughs> well it's been a while i yeah i was disappointed with that there's gonna be another season though there better be yeah i was looking at uh, looking it up last night i was like wait was that seriously all it was slightly anticlimactic, but even they were like, yeah, we know. Yeah. We were going to do this other thing. We didn't get it done. We decided we we're going to do this and save the other thing for a special or next season. Hmm. I want to watch Carnival. Really? Speaking of things that R- never ended. Random HBO series out of nowhere. 
<laughs> yeah, you were talking about Deadwood earlier. That's probably why it popped in my head. Carnival was a good series. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about we were talking about things. It it, it works in my brain. The, the freak show thing and okay, okay. And, and then now you know this waiting forever. And, it works and in my brain. Yeah. All right. What else, guys? Is this it? What do we got? This is it. We've definitely like the energy we've wound down. <laughs> I was say I could talk about planet, but that should probably be a Grox bites. Oh man, I forgot. Yeah, you, he's got con going experiences. Oh, well, you should have been recording while you were there the whole time, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It would have been like a, a bites week. Did you see his pictures? Uh. Uh-uh. Serious? Oh, he's got pictures with Stan Lee oh, and really? yep. Jason Mewes. <gasps> and oh, the Jason Mewes ones are fun. And Tommy, the yep, the uh, green, white, black, brown, red. No, not brown. He was green <laughs> and white. Come on. You know those are I'm the two that about. those yeah. are the two that matter, yeah. Yeah. And then I met Arthur Darvel, Rip Rip Hunter himself. Rory. Rory. Really? Yeah. He's Rory. They should never have put him on a show with a character named Rory because we confuse ourselves because I'm like, Rory, just blah blah blah. Oh not that like, Rory. Wait, 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 which Rory? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that is yeah. I kept referring to him as Rory. He'll always be Rory. And, and the I- act the actress that played Caitlin Snow was there, and if I would have been there longer, I probably would have ponied up the cash to meet her, too. But I was like, I'm spending too much money. Uh, at least you get to spend your too much money at, at a con. I get to spend <laughs> my too much money at, like, the fabric store that's going out of business. <laughs> boring. Yeah, but you chose to spend it at that yeah, Hancock Fabric. Okay, I saved $120. She's like, I spent too much money. I was like, how much? She's like, like $98. I was like, oh. She's like, but I saved $120. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, but you spent $100. Like, would you have spent the $100? I wouldn't have spent $220, no. But. $100. $100 is sucks, but it's, look at, look at the wonderful <laughs> things that I'm going to be able to create for, for family and loved ones. It's, no, it's very, it's very good. I just like that particular go between. Yeah. But I saved $120. Like, yeah. I didn't even know you wanted to make blankets. <laughs> I thought we had a conversation. About I it. don't think so. I don't know. I do. Businesses just need to be like going out of set, go, going out of business sale. No, never mind. They'd probably get sued for doing it, and then not go out of business, and then not go out of business. Yeah. Well, as long as all their stuff's seventy five percent off, that's that's okay. I don't mind. You did get a lot of fabric, and it looks soft. It is soft. I'm gonna. I'm. A, I think I'll just make that one for you. If they're if they're not out of and they said they were going to be done by June, but if they're still around, if they're still kicking, if there's a little life left. Maybe I'll go get some more later after my next check. But <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the blanket cast. There probably is a blanket cast. There probably is. There are so many podcasts. It's insane. Do they do they do weird stuff with podcasts like they do with like YouTube channels where they'll be like some somebody like make just making a, a sound like they have videos of people brushing their hair and stuff you know i want to do this what? <laughs> it's it's gonna be my i want to do the podcast Your equivalent andy to, kaufman yeah exactly to uh nick oberman or whoever <laughs> we decided he was drinking <laughs> a whiskey in front of a fireplace for 45 minutes or the the audio equivalent to uh macaulay colgan eating awkwardly pizza. eating a piece of pizza and not saying anything yeah I mean, it doesn't have to be silence, but it yeah. can't be. Well, I mean, I know what the name would be too. What? It'd be the I don't know. The, I I've gone through various ideas. The problem is, 
I don't know what I'd actually do. Mm-hmm. In a way, that's where the whole 24 second clamor podcast come from. I was like, this is weird. Can I do it? <laughs> but, uh, right. More <laughs> of an experiment. Hey, you didn't mention that one. That's a, that's technically a new show. Oh yeah. So there's a new show on the electronic media collective podcast network. It's for the most part called the electronic media collective update feed. And it releases one or two episodes a week. And it's mainly about updates, what's happening on the podcast, new episodes out, or what's happening on the, you know, the podcast network, new episodes out. And the episodes are typically 20 to 24 seconds long. You can get it on iTunes and Google Play Music. You can get my 24 second long episode podcast on iTunes. Can can they find it on uh, Electronic Media Collective? Actually, like there's a link to the Clamor and the iTunes and stuff, but I haven't actually been posting them. I should. But I, I, I haven't figured out where a good place to put it is. I'll just give them a page, its own like page on the website. Um, but yeah, I use Clamor, which is awesome. If you follow the Grolix podcast fe- uh, Twitter account or Facebook, you, you see the Clamors. It's the little clips we of the episodes we put up. We use Clamor and pretty much that feed burner and it goes right out to iTunes. So like Clamor is hosting it. And you wrote a guide for how to do this and they basically used it, right? Yeah, they, they asked me if I could, like, because I tweeted about it, because I was like, look at this ridiculous thing I did, and it works. And they asked me if I would write just a little guide, a how-to guide on how I did this, and they would put it in their uh, their their documents, their instructional documents. Um, and I don't know if, why, if it's called that, but their user guide. And they did. They pretty much put it in there word for word. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I contributed to their stuff. That's awesome. And awesome. now... In the future, when people have their 24-second podcasts out in the world, they can have you to think, baby. <laughs> I tell you what, it's hard. <laughs> Especially, <laughs> I mean, if you were just really going to do a nonsense thing where it didn't matter, like, but if you actually have any information to convey, which you should because it's a podcast, yeah, 24 seconds makes it real hard. If more than two podcasts have posted an episode that I want to talk about in that update, I have to, like start practicing for my micro machines announcer voice or something. Yeah. It's tricky. You should let me do it. Yeah. Have you heard me talk to Susie? Oh, that's true. Um, (laughs) but the nice thing about it is the last couple I've done, I do on my lunch break at work on the phone. I record a little 20, 24 second update and then I upload it to clamor and that's all I have to do. I upload it to clamor from my phone and then it goes out to iTunes and stuff. Sweet. Efficient. Record it in my car, sitting outside of my workplace. <laughs> It'd be really good for like a quick microblog kind of thing. Like I just have a thing I want to say, and it's done. Yeah, I wish I was more clever in well, in general, in life. But I wish I was more clever because you could do some pretty cool things with it. You know, you know who could do great things with it? Who? Ben Kruger. Oh yeah, no doubt. Ben Kruger could do a whole Danny O'Manny twenty-four second audio thing. Just little, like, Danny O'Manny words of wisdom and things like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Have you seen this? It's legit. <laughs> exactly. Look, just search, how how can they find that stuff? Can you search, like, like hashtag Danny O'Manny on... On Instagram, on and Instagram. that will get you. Uh, also, that- he has a YouTube page uh, that he he puts them all up, kind of like trade trade format, where it's, like, episodes 1 through 10 or whatever. Yeah, he does a lot of um it's it's his friend Ben. Mm-hmm. Um I was going to ask is Danny O'Manny an actual person or is he a character? He's a character, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a character. 
<laughs> he is indeed. I have no idea what, what, what this thing is, but it makes me think of Jack Handy's Deep Thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a similar type thing where it's... He, he And he, he does really well at these short video clips. These little... There's sometimes they're skits, sometimes they're just like the character being the character, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're almost always just the character being the character, but he's he he's really good at coming up with them. They're pretty amusing. Yeah, it's uh, YouTube.com/user/RussellPrestel, and that's kind of like that's kind of Ben's first character. So the YouTube channel is kind of named after him. He's got a couple characters he does. Yeah, you can also find him on uh, Twitter. Uh, at real Ben Kruger. He's not as active on Twitter. But you can find his videos. Like, they auto-post. Oh, do they? Like when, okay, yeah. Whenever he does a YouTube video, it, it like, sends out a tweet. So oh, nice. He was on it. He was on... Jesse did an interview with him on one of the Grolix Nights episodes. Yes, that's true. Number four or five or six? Five or six. Somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere in there. And to pull it back around to us, uh, one of our characters has a... A little crossover with him. Dick that Degrolix. Degrolix has been quiet for a while, so I don't know what's up with him, but I'm sure he's not gone. Degrolix? That's okay. It's probably harder to come up with Degrolix things than it is to find Batman covers, and daily Batman's <laughs> been quiet, too. <laughs> Degrolix? Is that like Degrassi or something? It's just really hard to explain. He's this, this hooligan that's been hanging around our Instagrams. Yep. Spout, spouting his quote-unquote wisdom. DeGrelix excels at some pretty good short short little uh, messages yeah. as well. That stuff's pretty good. It makes <laughs> me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I know what makes you laugh, baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you, you always, you'll like come up with some weird random thing and crack yourself up for years. Well, it's even better when other people can come up with these weird random things. Yeah. What? This dog this dog is a stranger to me. I know. <laughs> I like that. That one I, I do enjoy. Oh, you thought I was a weirdo. You forgot part of it, though. It's, no, sir. This dog is a stranger to me. That's how you say it. I need to put that game online. I made this little game. I've talked about this on the show before. But that was part of the intro. Mm-hmm. That was <laughs> some of the dialogue from the intro. It was written dialogue. but. Oh, we got a shout out on uh, Make Dad Read Comics. Yeah, where where uh, so if you haven't heard the show, which is a great show, uh, it's Patrick and his dad. Uh, they read comics, and uh, they mentioned us because we just did Usagi Yojimbo, and and they did too. And uh, he mentioned it to his dad, and his dad was trying to figure out um, figure <laughs> figure out the name of our show. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty entertaining. That's fun. Alex stumped him a bit. Yeah, yeah, and he is said. It- Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it's a great show. Like every time I listen to it, it reminds me of my own dad, who uh, like he didn't he didn't get comics, but you know, like he he'd try once in a while, and usually not to great effect. <laughs> like you'd be like, yeah, those are comic books that you're reading. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty awesome. And he said he he struggled to try to explain Grolix to his dad for like ten minutes, and then apparently. <laughs> His dad tried to find our show, and that was a whole nother thing. But I haven't listened to the episode where uh, Patrick said that that come up. So I hadn't I hadn't heard the follow up. Just the just the original. Yeah, I, there's a comedy group I know that when you search, a lot of times will pop up. Yeah, just the Grolics. They're just Grolics oh yeah, comedy yeah. Group. 
There's a couple things, and there's even a webcomic like format thing, that, mm-hmm. like a software that came out that's called Grawlix. Really? Yeah. Keep stealing our stuff, man. Well, when we started, there was just that comedy group. And I was like, well, we're not them, and we don't do the same thing. Yeah, everybody else wants an obscure comic phrase that nobody understands, too. Yep. <laughs> but it's educational. You learn something. Learn something you every do. day. We're nothing but educational. I wish I, <laughs> I wish I had a picture of that face you were making just now. Yeah, I do have faces. It was somewhere between like church lady and <laughs> and something else. I don't know what. It was pretty great though. This is Randy longing, rusted, seventeen, daybreak, furnace, nine, benign, homecoming, one, freight car, Grawlix. This is Jesse. You have a metal arm. That is Grawlix, dude. Okay, this is Melanie. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our first Rolex of the night. Thank you for listening to Grawlix Podcast. The Grawlix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vocal Arrow Studios. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. To hear more, visit GrawlixPodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GrawlixPodcast and like us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash GrawlixPodcast. Should we do a countdown, like a three, two, one? <laughs> okay. 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 Just this, just for this audacity for this other end of the this thing. This work so. well. Yeah. Do we well? Do we all want to count in unison? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I think that's how it's supposed to work. So three, two, one, and then I'll do like a then we little oh it's maybe snap. Well, even the three, two, one helps you to sync it up. To sync it up. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So. Three, <laughs> two, no, no. Okay, okay. Do we do three, two, one on three? <laughs> okay, no. We'll, okay, start over. We'll go. Where are you? <laughs> three, two, one on three. All right, all right, all right. Three, three two, two three, one. Three, three, two, two one. one. Oh, this is not going to help. Yeah. <laughs>